people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Brandon, you are on the first time on a new Fanboy Planet portable podcast device. I, I got my PPD. The FPP PPD. Any, any chance it's infected by Ultron? That's my biggest concern right now. Not yet. It has not been plugged into any other. Uh, okay. I totally. I, I completely understand. Uh, it's you're clean. Re- you're reading Avengers AI as well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, which was my greatest. Uh, Strange discovery of the year that I was like actually very entertained by that book. But we'll talk about that book and many okay. other books because this <laughs> is Car Cast 2013, not one R, two. C A R R. We are here with Car D'Angelo, the owner of Earth 2, uh, the Earth 2 Comics Consortium because it's two stores and, and growing, right? I mean, Consortium. That's what we have on the soon. side. <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon. Eventually, you will just take over all of the greater Los Angeles no, area. Nothing brings in people into a store then, like then Consortium. consortium. <laughs> um, you know, yes, okay. it, it's the replacement for Shoppy with, you know, the, <laughs> yes, the, the two Ps. There you go. So, uh, anyway, now the Earth 2, Earth 2 Comics uh, in Empire. Sherman Oaks Empire. A nascent empire in Sherman Oaks and Northridge, uh, and as I just recently discovered from the screenwriting podcast, and I can't remember the name of the podcast, but I've, I've got it loaded to my uh, that you were on on the page on the by page Pilar Alessandra. that you used to be known as the comic book guy, uh, but not that obnoxious one who goes, oh no, I not Kev- Kevin life. Anderson, <laughs> isn't that what, what was his name turned out to be? The, you're talking Lewis, about the Simpsons, Lewis Lane. He's no. Yes, the comic book guy. I thought it was more of a bland name. I thought it was something just I like would, Kevin Anderson. Lewis Lane sounds almost like no, a... Kevin Anderson's the guy that wrote the Star Wars novels. Right, no, I know, <laughs> I know, but I thought it was something like that. It not could that. be. Then, as always, correct me by writing into editor at fanboyplanet.com. But Here for, is the rare picture of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. Right. But Aquaman, you cannot marry a land woman. She does not have gills. <laughs> That is my favorite line, and then the missile goes at him. Oh, I've wasted my life. Uh, so hopefully we have not, and we're here making sure that we are still valid. Um, and so, this is CarCast 2013, and this is the first chance uh, we've had to talk since Comic-Con. This is yes. a week later. This is, uh, oh, July 31st, so a week later than we usually do. Uh, but and we saw each other very early on. We so saw there each other was, Friday night, right, so, so it was, uh, we had dinner. Yeah. yeah. Was it uh, Friday or Thursday? It was Friday? Okay, it was Friday. I think it was Friday night, yeah. yeah it was Friday night. Um, and so, uh, yes, and we were, let me give a shout out. Uh, the other dinner guest was the owner of Beach Ball Comics. And Corner Store Comics, and Thomas Gall, yeah. Okay. And, and president of Comics Pro. And president, there we go. So we want to give that shout out and yes. say, if you're in the Anaheim area, right? Yes, where Beach Anaheim. Ball is. Yep. And, uh, At the corner of Beach and Ball, so hence the name. Ah! Now it all makes sense. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so, good, because anytime I encounter a new comic shop owner, I like to give a shout-out on the podcast make sure people are going to their local ones. Yes. For our Anaheim listeners, whoever you may be. Uh, so, or if you're just going to Disneyland, right? Is, is that the official comic shop of it Disneyland? It is, <laughs> sure. And, the, and Knott's Berry Farm as okay. well. In yeah. the shadow of two amusement well, that, giants. Uh, so... 
Let's talk about Comic-Con first. So you got it from the retailer experience. There was a big uh, retailer gathering. Marvel yes. did a show. DC did a show for you. Yes. Uh, it was it was Diamond very it was very show. long. There were uh, I, I, not to talk out of school, but there were some technical glitches. Were there musical numbers? Um, there well, you know, Diamond uh, Marvel brought a bunch of like uh, trailers and things, so there was a lot of music and okay, um, so. not quite dancing, but you know, I mean, but we saw a lot of the stuff that they had prepared for you know their own um, other presentations. You know, they shared with us. I mean, we didn't see the entire Shield. Uh, pilot like other people did, but we saw the Shield trailer. But Marvel, DC, um, Dark Horse, um, you know, they, they're, the, the the diamond like it, it went long. I mean, it was you know it, it's a lunch, and you know the, one of the things I've said interestingly because it used to be you'd go to the convention and you never get out for lunch, and you're always just kind of you know you know mm-hmm. having like a Mrs. Fields cookie sandwich, you know, yes. for you know for for lunch or whatever, or just grabbing whatever they I, have. I think many of our listeners, you had us at that exactly a, a cookie sandwich, fantastic. Tell yeah. us more. Here you go. Um, but but Diamond food? is actually you know provided now on Fridays a box lunch for retailers, and it's like it's almost the best lunch I think I've ever had at Comic Con. I have to say, well. That may not be that big of a stretch. I know. Well, it's not. The bar wasn't high. It's a very low bar, but, you know, <laughs> it's a good turkey sandwich, you know. Yeah, with the, right. the, 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 okay, so at least, very, nice. at least the lunch was good. So yeah, what, we, we, well, we did a whole and, – and Comics Pro, um, which I am now um, vice president of, um, you know, which sort of means I'm the, you know, you know the uh, uh, Spiro Agnew. That's an old reference of, of Comics Pro. Wow. Uh, um, and and we, <laughs> let me pause. For those who are picking up – you know, I, we get obsessive listeners that go back to the beginning. We get new listeners. Comics Pro is the professional organization of comics. Yes, Pro comics owners. professional retail organization. So it's a national um, trade association for for retailers, and you know, it's it's it's, it's several hundred stores. Uh, you know, have been members, and you know, and most of the um, you know, you know, I think it's a pretty solid selection of stores. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just a group that we talk to publishers and we talk to Diamond and, you know, try and um, at least, you know, voice our concerns as, as a group. But, you know, every, I mean, anybody who's been to more than one comic book store, though, knows that every comic book store is so different right, uh, right. that, you know, that's, that's, that's the fun of it as well is that, you know, you've, we've got, you know, dozens and dozens of different, you know, voices always. Uh, right, but always there's still presenting. a baseline of, so to say, professionalism. Or well, one hopes. Oh, of course, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. That, that I mean, that's the go- that's the goal. But you know, there, there's, but you know, if you, if you know, the expression, there's more than one way to, you know, skin a cat. You know, it's like get into, um, you know, an argument about, you know, the, you know. Just do you give away free bags or boards or not? I mean, my gosh, that could we could go for hours. <laughs> you know, you know, where with some people go, there's no other way to do it, and you know, yeah. Another, why am I giving away product? You know, right. And people, or or the other one is bag the, the some stores because of humidity concerns, bag bag and board all their books before they go out, and I've I, I can't imagine that, but you know that they. Some swear well, no, by that. Up, yeah, sure. The humidity concerns. So, but, but we did a, we did a variety of, of of programs. We always do like a sort of meet and greet breakfast. Um, we did sort of a state of the um, you know state of the industry, uh, which was which was very interesting this year because we had some new faces. Normally, you know, it's sometimes it's just like the, the 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 usual publishers, but we actually hadn't interacted a lot on this level, say with Fanographics. Oh, okay. And this year, um, and I'm going to, uh, uh, Eric, 
um, whose last name is escaping me from Fantagraphics. Um, Fantagraphics, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but he's a very, very smart guy, and he, you know, um, you know, talked a little bit about, you know, some of the things, uh, you know, some of the changes they've made in, in their model. And they also have a retail store up in, um, is it Northern California, or are they up in, or in Seattle? Maybe they're in Seattle. I think Fantagraphics uh, may be up in Seattle. Yeah, so Images I think, in Northern California. Images, images in, yeah. in Berkeley. So I always get them confused. Right. Image and fanographics. Yes. Um, but the the uh, but they approach things as have a a way to approach things as a retailer as well, which is interesting. But you know, what always comes up? What's been coming up for the past five or six years? Digital, digital, digital. Um, you know, there was one panel this year: digital versus print. You know, friends or foes. I think it was called. You know, like mm-hmm. why do we even have to? You know, and I think the point was made: the farmer and the cowman can be friends. Exactly. There was the musical number. There you go. <laughs> Digital um, and print can be friends. Yeah, you know, they can hug it out. and um, But, you know, Fanographics is a publisher that's primarily not doing serialized works anymore. You know, they're well, not they're doing... really pure, kind of high-end art. Right, exactly. But even things, or even their comics that they do publish, such as Love and Rockets and things, they're... So they're... A lot of their downloads, they were explaining, are from their samples, you know, hey, here's the first ten pages of the new Love and Rockets book, or mm-hmm. some other graphic novel they're doing, and of course they see an enormous um, downloading number for the free stuff, and then a percentage of that seems to translate into some online sales, but not an enormous one. Uh, so the question is, where, where, what's happening there? You know, and and it just raises the question: Do people just you know, if it's free, it's going to get down, you know, like you can't maybe, I think part of it is you can't read too much into your free download numbers mm-hmm. because I think, you know, especially the, the effortlessness of downloading something for free, you know, you may never read it. You may never be interested in it. I know I have a bunch of free comics. That well, I, you know, and I think disappointing. I mean, the same thing applies to podcasts. They yeah. say like 90% of the podcasts that get downloaded never get listened to. Right. Someone subscribes yeah. and, and they don't, you know, uh, you know, listen to them all or, you know. So thanks the seven of you that actually are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, you know, but, you know, but his, but Eric, Eric Reynolds point was that wanting to work to find out are these downloads perhaps translating into in-store sales Mm -hmm. and how can we work together because maybe there's a way if we know they're getting a lot of action on certain books on the free download side maybe there's a way for us to promote those books in the store Mm -hmm. which is one of the things when i talk about digital i've been trying to deal with with the publishers as, as 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 well i've tried to you know when when even dc first um uh, was doing day and date or was doing collections and things. Um, cause one of the things I kept noticing when you would go to the, um, you know, in the early days of digital, the like planetary, which is one of my favorite books right. of all time from Wildstorm, was a huge download on comiXology early on. Hmm. And it seemed to outweigh what the sales velocity is in the store. So, you know, nothing ever came of it, but again, one of my, Thoughts was if we're trying to work together as opposed to making it a, a you know a battle, maybe there's a way if we can share that information somehow. And the publishers are just very nervous about you know they don't want to do sales. Yeah, I, the the only sales information I've heard is from Image. Yeah, I have not heard anything from DC. Right, I, I like one of the things that um, you know that now there's a couple sites that are only reporting sellouts if if the publisher 
gives them the the print run, which I think is kind of interesting. Okay. Um, you know, so you can't just you know do the you know announce because a lot of stuff is print to order. So announcing a sellout of you know some small little book isn't a big deal if they only sold out to the thousand people who ordered it through the diamond catalog. Right. Right. Um, but. What Eric was saying is, you know, and what I had been saying to DC is maybe if we know these books are attracting interest in, uh, in, in the digital arena and the preview type arena, maybe there's a way to, to, to promote them in, in, in store somehow. Because on the presumption that if 50,000, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but if 50,000 people downloaded something and maybe sampled it, maybe they are more likely to to pick it up if they see it prominent. So if I have that information and I can take those Love and Rockets books this month and put them face out instead of spine out, mm-hmm. maybe that will help. If if um, Fanographics or someone gives me maybe a, an ordering incentive to a consignment mm-hmm. deal or mm-hmm. something to sort of go, hey, let's promote these books because we think the digital numbers show there's some interest in them, maybe that you don't know about, maybe if we can get them in your stores. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in terms of a new type of thinking uh, from the, like the State of the Union stuff, I thought that was, um, that was an interesting thing. We also did a review of Free Comic Book Day, uh, you know, what, can, you know what, what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there were some concerns. It seems this year more than others, some retailers had concerns about uh, I think partially with Walking Dead that there's, you know, a – where the rule used to be – this is really like an all – everything's got to really be all ages. You know, Image produced a Walking Dead book, which, you know, I think even Diamond and the Free Comic Book Day committee kind of said was kind of an exception. But how often does that door want to, you know, you know, swing open because, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm always saying there's a big difference between even the Walking Dead comic and the TV show. A lot of parents are comfortable with their kids watching the show. I think the comic, I think the comic is amazing, but I think the comic is ultimately more brutal in a lot of ways than you'll ever see on a TV show. Even if you just deal with the, how they even handle the Michonne governor relationship, okay. in quotes, mm-hmm. you know, on the TV show versus how it develops in, so, yeah. you know, the, the plot turns that take place in the comic. Um, things like that, you know, you know and, I, and, and usually even when I'm saying to parents, like, well, Walking Dead, it's really not for kids, even if they're watching the show. They go, oh, the zombies don't scare them. And I always go... You know, it's not what the zombies do to people that's so bad. It's It's what what the the people people do to people. people. (laughs) That's that's true. You know, when you you get to issue 100, when you get into, you know, know, Negan, when you get into some of these other characters, it's like, it's, 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 it's it's stuff you're, I swear to God, you're not going to see this intensity on the, on the, on on the TV show. This is the moment that Nate Costa is listening to this podcast and being really upset that he's not here to talk with you about it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Nate. Um, Nate was going to join us, but uh, unfortunately, and, and let this be a warning to all of you, uh, Nate, uh, of course, just got married and is, plan- is moving to Los Angeles, but what has delayed his move is packing up all his comic books. Wow. <laughs> so, that's a lesson. That's a lesson. Keep you them wanna... well organized from the beginning so that when you make that move, you're ready. And, and when you have an opportunity to sit in on the car cast, you're ready to go. That's right. That's right. I See, mean, you don't want, it. you know, 50 long boxes weighing you down. Right. Exactly. Because uh, we've got them here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The car cast. We're home. Uh, so, yeah. So, free comic book day. So, and- people were, you know, concerned, you know, I think, you know, that, that, the, that 
that the Walking Dead thing is to some extent an exception for the gold sponsors. I mean, I think the mm-hmm. other sponsors, people can really release whatever books and they have different ratings. But the whole idea has always been that the main publishers who participate in the gold sponsorship, those top ten Right. Books, We're trying to get kids in, basically. Or, right. you know. But, but, or new readers. But, and Walking Dead, obviously, and I think that was sort of the idea. is like, what is a better way to get in new mm-hmm. comic book readers than Walking Dead? Which is, you know, what's the estimate of how many people, you know, between... The show, I mean, the ratings it gets and the people who watch it on DVD and all the other. I mean, you probably have 50 or 60 million people watching Walking Dead. So, gosh, you know, and we've seen a lot of them come to the comic book shops and, and start buying the comics. Could you imagine half those people buying? Yeah. Could you imagine 10% a world where, where of those. we were, well, okay, yeah. that we would be, I don't know what Walking Dead's circulation is. I, I mean, I But think, it can't be close to a million. Is there no. any book that's even hitting that? No. I mean, the comic books... I mean, it would be interesting to see, to, to, to sort of sort it out with the old Batman index. I mean, but even so, even as, I mean, Saga still outsells as a comic book sells out Walking Dead. I mean, I may have more Walking Dead readers, though, because when you have to, again, you have to factor in all the different formats. I mean, mm-hmm. Walking Dead is a success story across platforms in that the periodical sell, the trade paper sell, the hardcover sell, the omnibuses, omnibuses sell, the, the compendium sell, you know, yeah. so you've got different tracks, so... If how many how many eyes on you know again with the new trade paperback out how many and the new um, hardcovers or whatever you know the number of people that have actually read or purchased from any store you know the the issue one hundred storyline for example the yeah. recent storyline you know it, it it's 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 still huge but it still is probably below. You know, but it still is below Batman. I mean, and, and again, as a, Saga sells more comics per month for me than 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 Walking Dead. Well, if Dead. I can say, sorry, Mister Kirkland, but Saga is awesome. So Saga is awesome, <laughs> and 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 you know, and I think I think I think Kirkland would agree. Um, and I, I and you know, and it's in color, and you know, there's a <laughs> there's always that. I mean, again, you have to also always. No, I know that there are is, people is, who will not read a black and white book, which Walking I find Dead, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's insane. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb there and say that. <laughs> yeah. But my own child is one of those who says, oh. Dad, you know, he won't, like, even read a showcase right. because, no, it's, it's not in common. And, you know, and, you know, I don't know if they are sitting there, but there may be somebody somewhere who's going, hey, Robert, what do you think of Walking Dead in color? <laughs> and I can Work, say that. In color. Yeah. <laughs> worked for Bone, you know. <laughs> it we'll did. get it into the school. The only way to get Walking Dead into it's the school is to <laughs> In, colors. in your latest arrow or trumpet catalog, mm, yeah, Walking yeah. Dead in and then, color. Yeah, and then the um, yeah the other uh, you know we had the retailer lunch, obviously, and the big you know Marvel has a lot of you know I'm not going to go through like all the previews and stuff, but Marvel is clearly you know doing the multimedia train, you know yeah. you know seeing you know that they've got this media presence with the Shield show and all the movies coming out and uh, also yeah, trying to make you know, that I, I thought about this. I, I just kind of passed by Joe Quesada at one point at the convention. We do not say hello. I mean, we don't know each right. other. But it was just, I don't know why it struck me as so surreal from, again, years ago, first encountering him mm-hmm. at a convention and seeing him with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV, you know, the, right. the, the T-shirt and just thinking about, my God, how far they've come in a decade. Right. That suddenly this is, that's the hot show. Yeah. I mean, everybody's looking forward to right. that. And I got a discussion last night how you were saying, oh, Warner crushed it with that Superman-Batman announcement. I said, no. They announced Superman-Batman, but USA Today ran Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And <laughs> so Marvel's multimedia presence is 
astounding. Right. And if Warner didn't have Batman. And 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 Marvel with Guardians actually has 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 a movie and stuff to and actors and stuff to show because this I mean Superman Batman announcement and you know we're probably getting ahead of our our our, 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 our well, this is still Comic Con, and this yeah, is the retail, but, retailer but, but, experience. But yeah. Superman, Batman, again, you know, I grew up on World's Finest. It was probably my one of my favorite books growing up. The idea of them teaming up, and then Jeff Loeb did a great run, um, you know, capturing those characters together. But it, but it's an announcement, you know, and we've heard right. it before, you know, when. Uh, 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 Wolfgang Wolf Peterson, Peterson was going to do that. There was so. a script. Um, and presumably this is, this is, this is, you know, a, a, a different script, probably not script. that script. Probably yeah. not that script. And but I got the feeling that was like, uh, like a week before they made the call and did the graphic, you know, because everything up till then had been, well, it's Man of Steel 2, it's Man of Steel 2, we're going to see, we're setting up and then, right. and then suddenly, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, right. It's an interesting, you know, until you see what they're going to do. It's all right, right, right. speculation, you know. But saying the next movie is Superman, Batman is very cool and is very exciting. But it's it's still you know it's still in the script stage. There's still no Batman casting, you know. Right. Uh, so that really puts us in a. And you're available, right? You, oh, you, you yeah. play Batman. In <laughs> <laughs> if I could learn to talk like, like this, this. I'll do that. What? What? All right. Uh, <laughs> it's easy. Um, I mean, I may not be, you know. The what, what's the line? I'm not the hero the Sherman Oaks deserves, but I'm the hero that <laughs> the Sherman Oaks has. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so other, you know, one thing that I know the retailers got was a little Marvel Man tease, but it was really more like uh, we haven't forgotten. It was we haven't forgotten. You know, and and and, and again, it was. I mean, I, I like David Gabriel a lot. I think he, he he's the 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 head of you know sort of. All the retailer stuff and sales stuff for Marvel, yeah. for Marvel. and and he's a smart guy because a lot of what he does too. Also, I mean, he works. I think to some, you know, it's not just oh they come up with something. He he's he's integrated into to what what they're doing. And 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 because I'm going to grant you, there's a whole generation that has no idea why we care. And I mean, well, yeah, and and so that's true. But when I t- when you go in a comic shop and the old guard of well, certainly, like at Elusive, you have right. Steve, because um, every comic shop has somebody that old, right? right who's been working there yeah. since. In my, in my comic shop, it's me. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you look much better than Steve. I'm uh, one on the record. Okay. Uh, sorry, <laughs> much Steve. younger. Much younger. No, he knows it. Um, and but the, but the oh, but the but the people that have been buying comics forever. That's the discussion. At, what are they going to do with Marvel Man? What are, what are they going to do with Marvel Man? And 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 the tease was, you know. The tease was presented as here are some things we're teasing that made us think, that made me think that then there was going to be a, a Marvel Man announcement. But that was simply saying to read. But it turns out it seems it was simply saying to retailers, we haven't forgotten, meaning, but we're not saying anything else at this convention right. about it. And I don't think there was anything else. Obviously, no, you know, Gaiman, Gaiman being more involved with Marvel, uh, you know, has. But is he? Because the thing is, okay, so you've got Angela showing up in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, but Neil Gaiman isn't writing that. He's consulting. He's consulting. <laughs> but in the meantime, the flip side is over at Vertigo, he's doing the Sandman sure. um, you know, thing. So, But again, I'm thinking about this, and I feel there might even be an entire generation of readers who weren't aware that Neil Gaiman wrote comics. You know, there, there kind of are. There's, there's a, um, I was at a family reunion over the weekend and was talking with... Um, 
uh, one of the women there uh, who um, sort of married in to to the family an and friends. Right. Well, not really an outsider. No, she, I mean, she, she's lovely. I mean, I, I'm but kidding. but I, no, it was great to just sort of casually be tied. Then you know, when they came to the topic of Neil Gaiman, she was a huge fan. I mean, she'd read Sandman, okay, but so she was she a big did. fan of the but she was a big fan of his books and his and yeah, and, yeah. And, and and his other work. And we were talking a lot about you know uh, that, but it but it's true. I mean, there's people who aren't necessarily going to, um, and even Alan Moore, you know, has a. I mean, Alan Moore. Arguably, my favorite comic book writer of all time. Sure, um, but there's also, but I also have to recognize that Alan Moore's work, to some extent, is of a time. And 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 I risk saying this because I do think he's 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 brilliant. But I also I worry that when Miracle Man slash Marvel Man, and to me it is Miracle Man. I, I yeah, I, they, I don't need it to be called I don't Marvel need, Man because yeah. that's what I didn't read Marvel Man. I read Miracle I read Man. Miracle Man. Uh, when that gets published or republished, my concern is that so much of what Moore did has been in, has influenced the last twenty years of comic books mm-hmm. and comic book writing. The darkness, the you know, the twisted psyche, the the real spec, the the real investigation of what these types of situations actually do, how they pervert potentially these these characters, how it's not. You know, good versus evil, and, and 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 black and white, and 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 you know, again, without giving anything away, there's moments in Man of Steel that are reminiscent of things in Miracle Man uh, and mm-hmm. callbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, significant things. And so, I haven't really thought about that, but 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 again, I think at this point it's not it's not well at this point <laughs> it's not a spoiler. But when you think about the destruction of Metropolis, yeah. That's the destruction of London. I that whole sequence with with, with 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 that that climactic end of the movie is is very reminiscent of of the of, of, of the final battle with yeah. with uh, yeah, no, you know you're, with, you're with, right you're right and then with the villain and know, there yeah. is a whole generation who's never read that and so don't realize you know but I have no doubt Zack Snyder would have oh sure you know uh, or David S. Goyer he, he clearly read Watchmen clearly. <laughs> Maybe a little too closely. Maybe but, a little too much. But uh, I, I, I won't go. I'm controversially. I actually like the film adaptation, and because I think it is, it's just like it's like watching, um, well, sort of like watching the Daredevil and Ghost Rider movies, though those are worse. Um, they're made for the right reason. The person really clearly yeah. has reverence for the material. You have, I, to, you have to appreciate and I that. I have to give credit to that. I, I, I always say the Watchmen movie is like watching my favorite grandiose opera being performed by the worst high school theater group. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, I like looking at those costumes. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, so what else came out of Comic-Con for you that really is... It... People like Adventure Time. Oh, my God. Like oh, the number of... Christmas! <laughs> I have to watch that show! Oh, you have I to have watch no Adventure idea. Time? Oh man! None. For some reason, my son's mother forbids him from watching it, so we don't watch it. And that's well. Okay, I'm going to quote. I have the first season on DVD. I swear to God, I will since watch it. The, the, fa- the family. Since I'll continue the family reunion aspect, and I'll mention my uh, my my niece. SpongeBob SquarePants came out. Probably my niece was nine or ten, and you know when my wife and I were animation buffs, so it was like, oh my gosh, you know, we want to watch the show. And it was really an entertaining show. Unlike, yes. you know, I mean, I think now a lot of, of shows on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network achieve that level of, hey, 
grown-ups are going to, you know, adults are going to like yeah, it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But I think SpongeBob came at a time when nobody expected that. It was it wasn't the norm. There may yeah. have been some, a th- couple things here or oh, there. People look you know, at me Batman askance. the animated series. No, people looked at me askance for, for watching for being SpongeBob. Into SpongeBob. Well, yeah. when when my niece found out we were, you know, we asked, you know, we asked our niece, "Hey, do you watch SpongeBob? We love SpongeBob." And her comment as a 10-year-old was, "I think that show is really for grown-ups." And that's how I feel about Adventure Time. <laughs> okay, maybe um, that's it. And and it, it it's because it's it's really surreal and bizarre, and, and I mean it, it's very entertaining. It took it took a while, but I really feel it is an all ages appeal when I look at Comic Con. Yes, and it definitely has because, that because you know appeal. we talked about that on Friday night that there could be three separate conventions out of oh, Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Adventure Time would lead, I guess, the Cartoon Network convention. Yeah. But it would largely be Adventure Time with some regular show thrown in. Yeah, that would like that would be an ancillary thing to that. You know, but, I mean, but the number of fins. I mean, how many? Oh my gosh! You know, I, I you couldn't. You, you well, know. it helped that last year they sold a DVD that came with the fin. Hat. Oh, with the fin hat. Yeah. So um, you know, I think they 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 contributed That's to half their the battle. <laughs> if if DC would just give us a decent bat cowl, right? With say Batman. The latest issue of Detective, right? Um, then yeah. I'd be happy. Well, I think you, I'd the, pay the extra. You're gonna have more. You get a lot of the owl guys from the owl mask that they gave away, and now that mask is gonna be in a, a, a box set with the Court of Owls book. So I think in the next few conventions, you'll start seeing more. Which is good because more I, haven't, owls. I haven't bought the Court of Owls storyline. There you yet, go. So I'm get gonna, it with so the mask. I'm gonna wait for the mask. Thank there you. you. Go. Um, so yeah, there and the other the other series uh, other convention that could be spun out would be the BBC, um, yes. BBC America one, definitely sure. the Orphan Black Doctor Who with Doctor Who leading the way. But yeah, I encountered there was outside uh, a Doctor Who meetup, which I've never, which I have seen at you know thanks to Rick uh, Brett Schneider, our my usual pod, the usual podcast producer, and you met Rick. Um, you I know, met Rick through Rick and Chris Garcia, people that are on my podcast. I've gone to smaller, more fan driven conventions and this was the first time i'd seen an aspect of comic con that still had that fan driven thing right that there was this oh this meetup at this club at uh like two o'clock on saturday afternoon because that was when i was out looking at Mm -hmm. the godzilla encounter and then suddenly there's this just line down the block of people in various doctor who costumes right and what's going on you know the the it almost felt like you had. They had to felt like they had to go outside the convention to do it. Right. But on a smaller convention, that would be called the boff, the birds of a feather. Oh. We shall get together and boff. Awkward, but it's true. That's what they. Call it. <laughs> and maybe they do in, in sci-fi. No, I've been in one. It's <laughs> completely don't. innocent. We just sit around a table and go, "Which companion do right. you like?" Um, <laughs> so now, wait, now for this this Doctor Who was it for just fans or was it just for costumers or is it a mix? No, there were, it was a mix. It okay. was just some people were dressed like one guy had a backpack which I, I ran a picture a couple days ago. Had a backpack which had a weeping angel coming out of it. Oh, said okay. with a warning, "Don't blink," you know. Yeah, and and that was all he had that was Doctor Who ish. Right. But it was his backpack, so I thought, well, that's clever, a different variation. But it was just people who wanted to sit around and hang out with other people like Doctor Who. Yeah. Because Gallifrey won the big convention in L.A. in like February. Oh yeah, yeah. Is sold out. It's just you know it's a smaller uh, thing. So I this like I say this just felt like the first time that I saw this true fan contingency, mm-hmm. and it was driven by Doctor Who, and it was driven by Adventure Time. I did not. I don't feel that even hosting the the pro fan trivia contest last panel of of Sunday afternoon. You know, so not necessarily all that well attended. People are tired. I get that. But those, but that felt like that smaller convention kind of right. thing, but not as much 
comics oriented. Because I, I still say, and I think I said it on the last podcast, the thing I miss most about Comic Con, and I just realized Dan Didio's gotten too big for it, or DC, or too busy, is when the last panel of, of the Sunday was Dan Didio just having a panel to say, What do you like? Yeah. Let's just talk right. about comics, not about DC. Let's not talk about Marvel, which is why, even though I'm probably reading more Marvel books, and I and I've got a record, I can't I can't backtrack from. I don't right. like Didio's writing all that much, but I would say Didio is if I could if I could sit in a cabin if I was snowbound in a cabin with one Mar- with one comics executive, <laughs> I would probably have the most fun just sitting around talking with Didio. Oh, he yeah. seems like a really nice. Genuine guy, and he loves comics. Not to say Casada doesn't. It's just that Dio really feels a lot more gregarious about it. Yeah, I don't know if you follow his Facebook page at all, but you see a lot of that there too. Um, that Dan, I don't. I should. Yeah, Dan is is you know. I mean, talk. I mean, and again, I think he avoids sort of talking specifically. You know, he's not going to. I mean, he'll talk more about old comics. Um, right, and, I and, and, and why. also, and also, and, 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 pop cult, and pop culture stuff. You know, like yeah. he was one of the you know you know guys who you know was watching Sharknado and you know right, right, and no doubt, oh, uh, poor Corey Monteith. But to say you don't want your last words, people, again to be wow, Sharknado. Uh, <laughs> you want to say something? If you're going to tweet out, tweet something wise. Wow, that was it. I did not know that. Yes, his last last recorded tweets were about Sharknado. So <sighs> anyway, sorry, didn't mean to kill Bummer. <laughs> I'm just saying, but watch Dan, what you tweet, people. No, but Dan is passionate. I mean, I don't know. And I, I mean, again, I don't know the reasons for not doing that 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 panel. I think, you know, I think DC does so much programming. I think. It's well, I also, think that's it. I, I think, think it's more I, that I think it's just to try bigger. and have that open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's bigger in that sense. But I think it's more, you know, and, and I think it, it's harder to control that. You know, there's also so many fans. I think it's harder to control that, and I would imagine it would even be harder to kind of like to just try and have that like, hey, let's just talk. The moment you put well, that's Dan it. there and he's co-publisher, you're going to get, yeah, but I where's Stephanie Brown and where's right, Wally right, Ross? right, because it's all those, and that's again what even just in the last five years that yeah. con has changed, yeah, so much. Like five years ago, Dan Didio could get out there. There was no right, right, you know, and it would be there are people from Marvel. Rich Johnson, the first convention I met Rich face to face, yeah. Um, Dan Didio invited him up on the panel. I can't imagine Dan Didio would <laughs> Johnston now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's it. There, It's not that things are unfriendly. It is just, as you say, it's so big. And then the flip side, like, when I, uh, you know, look at, we were trivia contests with, you know, um, Len Wein, Elliot S. Magan, and Martin Pascoe. I thought, I grew up reading those guys. Right. This was an honor. Right. But I don't know who's attending con that, um, that remembers that that's who. Right. But I think there are a lot of people who have been attending. I mean, one of the problems and why it keeps growing so big is because nobody, everybody, everybody thinks having a um, Comic-Con pass is like being the Pope. You know, you have it until you die. You know, I mean, nobody. You it's know. not true. <laughs> but I mean, that's why that's why I can't skip one. Right. I, why, you know, Nate got married and I, I had just, and he was kind enough not to invite me to the wedding so that I. Wouldn't skip. Right. <laughs> you know, as I said, I'm afraid if I if I skip one, I won't get back in. Exactly. I mean, are they keeping a list? Are they checking it twice? Or you know, uh, how do you how do you maintain? Um, but but that's that that is the thing. Nobody nobody wants to let go, and there's only a finite number of people. And if it was jam packed, I mean, and all I meet was you know, is people who go, oh, I, I've always wanted to go. How do I go? And they ask me a week before. I go. Well, you might want to start planning on 2017. I because, have that too. You know, and can I also make the, take this opportunity to say publicly, 
I love all my friends. <laughs> but when I get on like Thursday, can you pick me up this exclusive? Oh. Can you do this? And I have to, re- and it's like, let me just say, I, I love you all. But that's not why I go. Right. Or if they pre, you know, like I pre-ordered Mattel. So Rick got that. Rick asked me uh, to pre-order because he was not able to go this year to pre-order the Mattel toys. We knew. We went through that. And that was easy because right. that only took 10 minutes out of my time. Right. But people understand right. that Green Arrow Lego minifig, that was three hours of a line for the chance to get a raffle ticket to possibly win right. the right to. Right. I don't have that kind of time. No, if, if it was just walking up and dropping <laughs> 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's exactly. But. You know, and, and if, 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 yeah, because someone asked me, you know, oh, um, can, you know, the Hasbro Boba Fett or something, which I turned out to be a pretty hot thing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I went by and it, and it, Someone said the line's never going to get shorter than this, and I said, "And how long? How long is it's never going to get shorter like this?" Oh, an hour. And I love my friend dearly, and he's done me a lot of favors, and I've done him a lot of favors. But in my limited time, I go an hour devoted to this. Right. It's, it's not about the thirty bucks or whatever for the figure. Right. It's about you know. Well, I, I think I'd reached the apex of just the ridiculousness of it. Two two things had done it, which was you could pre-order the T-shirt. And so there was a huge two-hour wait on Wednesday. Pre-ordered the t- yeah, you can't get, get a t-shirt the, anymore. To get the pre-ordered t-shirt, which then they would allow you to buy more when you got there, which I think was also what slowed yeah, it down. Yeah. But, I said, but I thought the reason to pre-order was so that I wouldn't have to stand in this line. Yeah. And then, um, and then I, <laughs> this is where it got silly, <laughs> like it had it already, was I stood <laughs> in a crowd to then get into the line to get into the line right. for BBC America. Right, because I'm sorry, I could not leave without this year's Doctor Who socks. Right, um, you know, <laughs> I have my priorities, and they're straight. And what was the T-shirt? Uh, this year there were there were five. There were five t-shirts. different T-shirts. So there was a Superman with the old action comics number one shield, and the, with the new Superman breaking through for seventy five. So that's the one I got. New New Fifty Two. The New Fifty Two okay. version, the trunkless wonder. <laughs> um, there was a Sandman one. Uh, I think. I, I want to say, uh, who's who, J.H. Williams? So J.H. Williams, Williams did yeah. it, but it didn't, to me, it wasn't recognizable. It was very arty piece, yes, but it, yes. it wasn't recognizably Sandman, Sandman to yeah. me, other than it said the Sandman. So it was like, it was a little too fey. Yeah. Um, and so I skipped that. And then there was one that was like, you know, the Toucan, which they're now really trying to market the Toucan as, uh, at, you know, their symbol. I, I don't know that people are getting that, but right. God bless them because right. you got to do something to trademark, right? Yeah. Um, and I can't remember. There was a couple others. It was like a comics experience, you know, like one to. You know, oh, I saw, a, saw that one. Yeah, there was yeah. a pretentious. There yeah, was a yeah. pretentious shirt, and I don't know why I didn't get it. <laughs> I think because I misplaced my monocle. I was looking, and I couldn't. Right. Yeah, um, I still have. I don't know if they do this anymore. I have one from a few years ago. That was the the comics art comics art conference, which was like the yes, thing that was it. That oh. was it. Oh, okay. Uh, but they don't do the conference, I, or if they do the conference, I haven't heard anything. But I, yeah. yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that because, like, the first year that I that I went to Comic Con, I was like, oh, I wish I could have. Stayed for that, but I don't think right. I, I don't think that was just pros, right? Wasn't it? That was like a pre, and that was like a pre-show, but I think now with preview, I don't know if it ex- really exists anymore. I, I don't know it, that it does. And so, it might just be a meeting on Wednesday yeah, or something. So you know, anyway, and then, and then, then there is, and then all the really cool things. You had to get a wristband. Like yeah. I wanted to get something for my daughter, but uh, I ended up finding some good graphic novels and getting them signed. But it was still kind of 
oh, but it would have been fun to have the super best friend. But so you had to stand, you had to yeah. <laughs> go upstairs and stand in the line up there to get were, a bracelet for were, the right were, to come down. Were those figures or yeah, figures from this from the oh, okay. DC Nation super best friends, the girls. Yeah, and I thought you know she's enjoyed that. I've gotten into the Polly Pockets yeah. in the past, and she's like that. I thought oh, she'd like that. But you know, I'll go on record and say. I don't understand the whole con exclusive thing, and I guess it does generate interest and money, but it really seems it's just its, its own economic system to create products, limit their distribution, make them collectible, create this whole um, undercurrent of, of people. Although I did not see as many this year, maybe because maybe some of the, the, the exclusives weren't as big. But I remember like last year, maybe because I was there a little later. Usually you see this like on preview night or, or Thursday morning. But, you know, the people who are just carrying out, you know, it's, and it's like, like the family of like four or five where like, you know, they've got, you know, well, you know, there's one for Junior and one for, you know, little right. Missy and one for the baby. And so they're buying like five of everything you know, and you know, and you know, well, no, they're, they're, they financed there, and it's nice. It's a nice way to do it. You finance your Comic Con trip by getting yeah, all this stuff. But it, 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 there's still something. But that, that's like a whole economy, a sub economy. And here, and I've pretty much found that anything that I've really wanted, and you know, like a couple things from the last couple of years, where like they they did the Starro figure yeah. a couple of years ago. And there's a Galactus or something. And I yes. think both, you know, I kind of waited a few months and I did get them on eBay. And I think I paid, you know, I think those were people who probably were at the end of their runs. And I don't think I necessarily paid as much more. Or even the, sometimes at the show you see them, people selling them for the cost just because right. they want to get the cash back before they go. Well, and I'd say like, you know, the thing with like the Galactus, that's one where Rick had bought that. Yeah. You know, and he said... Um, when you look around, uh, how much stuff can you have? Yeah, and yeah. The Galactus thing was huge. Yeah, and he's like in his little threat cave, going, "It's dominating a wall." Right, right. I, Maybe I, it's just someone who got one and decided, "Yeah, they don't really you know, need and it." So, and I understand that. Um, so but, yeah, but, that's... but but if there's things like, but when I hear about like the um, the the super best friends, gosh, as a retailer, I, I get frustrated because I go, you know what? Why don't they? If they can sell that and there's demand for it, why can't they just make it? Yeah, and, and, and maybe they will down the road will. and say because like the Ardman thing was like that with the Batman and Robin. A, yeah, there's figures. a Superman figure this year that they said was exclusive to Comic Con, but the, but then they it'll essentially yeah. be released with a box that doesn't say Comic Con exclusive. And there and there was a repaint. And I think the there was a repaint that was like a New York Comic Con exclusive. There was a different paint job on the Batman and Robin. I'll be back to that. Oh my God, what? those exclusive paint jobs and the different. Oh, I you know right. And with Batman, it's like well, it's blue. You know, blue and gray, black and gray. I mean, yeah, you know. Yes, obviously there's a preference. Uh, <laughs> some people do, just like they like their Superman with panties on. With, with uh, yeah, it, it's trunks. Trunks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ricardo. I didn't mean term to, is trunks. trunks. Um, all right, so let's get away from Comic Con and let's talk about what's really going on in the world, uh, comics. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what's got the retailers excited in comics this year? The retailers are me. Well, you know, or what are you? Let's go. Right now, we're all dealing. You know, I think the the orders and stuff are coming up for you know, for Villains Month. You know, that's yeah. one of those. Um, you know, you know, so crazy it just might work. Forever kind of things. evil. Well, yeah, forever evil. But, I mean, didn't they do this before? Wasn't there Villains United? Was, well, Villains United was really was Secret Six. So that was just kind of a precursor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but okay. but it, I mean, there was a similarity to it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess. I mean, again, I don't know what the what the story is. I mean, again, this is a, you know, villains, um, no wait, Forever Evil is a, you know, Jeff Johns, David Finch miniseries um, 
you know, all the villains, Secret Society versus all the heroes and yeah. things, you know, Nightwing seeming to be a big part of it. So I think it's, well, it's, that hear, part yeah. of it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I think that's the part of the story that gets lost when talking about Villains Month is that there's also a launch of a new series, a new um, crossover type of thing that I think, you know, has, has I think that part of it's gotten buried. Because the Forever Evil mini yeah. series. Yeah, because anytime, you know, Jeff does something that's like a big crossover, like, I mean, even Trinity War kind of came from... You know, no one was really talking about Trinity War, even though the, the, the preview of it was in last year's yeah. free comic book day. People were like, yeah, where is it? Where is it? And then it finally hits, and then suddenly well, it kind of, yeah. you know, when, when, when it, I think we're in a time, and this is why being a retailer and being a reader is kind of difficult because people don't really respond. We're in such an instant culture it's really hard to gauge PR and the effect of it because it wasn't until Trinity War hits that people are going, hey, do you have that Trinity War? You know, no one's yeah. asking for it until it's there. Yes. And then you kind of really have to kind of, uh, you know, we ordered it, I think, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know. But now people are going back. People who weren't reading necessarily Justice League of America, you know, which is five or six issues in, are going back and they're picking up all those, you know, picking up all those Well, issues. and they should have, if you want to go Forever Evil, if you're going to read that, you need Just League of America because that's where the Secret Society is Exactly, started. yes. You know, so, and as you had kindly said, yeah, you know, when I posted my review of that and so, and yeah. that Just League and posted that, oh yeah, here it is, here it's coming and, and you're, yeah, I see that, that instant, I think it's overwhelming though. It is just overwhelming to the point of, right, I'm getting the Trinity War stuff held for me because I have a good retailer, uh, you know, Steve Simonetti yeah. at, at Elusive, who said, I walked in and he goes, are you going to want this? And <laughs> I said, yes, Steve, I am. Sorry, I forgot yeah. to ask, you yeah. know, because, yeah. Right. Uh, no, and, and, and Justice League, for whatever reason, uh, you know, Justice League sales have not been, or Justice League of America sales have been, you know, obviously Justice League got off to a big start with, you know, Jim Lee drawing Jeff Johns writing Justice League of America launched and it didn't and it always seemed to be, you know, a small percentage behind. But now the two storylines coming together. I mean, I can't speak for new readers. I can say for old. Well, for myself is the thing is, haven't we been here before with fits and starts of different Justice Leagues? And, you know, like it got exciting when Brad Meltzer was writing it way back when. And then. That didn't last as long as I thought it was. And then right. the book, you know, ended up what right. at like twenty nine. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, there was the well, and then, it went and then longer, the new fifty two. Yeah. Yeah. and so there's a restart. And so when you, and and remember, Justice League International, Justice League Europe, Justice League, you know, America. Right. And so I've been through the multiple Justice League books before, just like Marvel's doing with Avengers. And there, there's there's a lot of I'm gonna let someone else tell let someone else be the test audience. And then when I find out it's good, I'll come back to it. And that's sort of what's happening with Trinity War. Wow. When I get interested and then, you know, and, and again, our store has always sort of worked that way where we have stuff in, you know, I try and have all the, especially yeah. if you're on yeah, issue yeah. five or six, you want to have them all in stock. Right. And at three ninety nine a pop, that's yeah. the, that, which I'm assuming they are. I don't even know. I just, say, just, I just, say, um, I just say, bill me. Um, Hold the line you, at two ninety nine. They but, haven't done that in a while. They, know, a lot of DC, those books snuck up. DC has uh, has, has has yes they have, but they the three ninety nine books have more pages. 
Um, and DC has more. I think their statement is that they have more two ninety nine books than their, which is good. But even so, it's yeah. still like you know, I don't think every book in the Trinity War is going to be a two ninety nine. No, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know that. So Trinity I War. have to, you know, because Justice League's to. always been a three ninety nine book, and right. so that, for, for that, I don't right. know if Justice League of America. I haven't paid attention. I just buy them because I'm in, I, I, yeah. enjoy, I enjoy the characters. Sure, sure. And more and more. That's what I find even over Marvel is I buy more of I'm buying Avengers because I, it's not that I want to. Why I bought Justice League as a little kid because I got all my favorite characters in it. Yeah. And <laughs> so the same thing is ha- happening now for me. Is I'm like, okay, is there a team book? I'll buy the team book. Right. I'm, I'm more interested in buying the team book than I am the solo books these yeah. days. Well, it's finding the right one. I mean, there's a lot, you know, I mean, there's so much. You know, Batman and even Superman out there is, you know, you want to read the storyline you're most interested in. I mean, because right. there's not a, because I don't think you're getting a, any kind of world building pastiche from eight Batman books. I mean, no offense. I mean, they're, they're, no, each no, book is a, has, has its quality. A family was like, I still, all I really had to stick, stick through yeah. was what Scott Snyder was writing. Yeah. Everybody, and I, and I started out buying all the mm-hmm. others and went, and, we're now, back to the same old stuff. Now I read. It to, doesn't matter. I read today. I just have. I mean, in terms of what I'm personally excited about, it was it was very powerful. And you know, I love when Grant Morrison blows my mind. And Batman Incorporated 13 is one of those books because you know, and it is. I I, I was I was skeptical. You know, however many years ago it was, six years ago, it feels like. So what's is I have to run down the street to Earth too. <laughs> no, I have a copy for you. <laughs> I have a copy here for you. But his car is the ultimate pusher. Yeah. Oh, I just happen to have one right here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The first one's free. But if it, you know, the, you know, Graham Morrison started this Batman saga, you know, however many years ago, you know, and introduced Damien. And I, I don't even think that. I mean, the Damien part of that that first story was was great, but you know, the man bats, and it was like, okay, this is Grant Morrison doing Batman. But then, as he built, and again, you know, he just kind of built and built and built and started yeah. throwing in the crazy and you know, Batman R.I.P. and the, the yeah. Thomas Wayne and all the different things that that came to fruition, and then. Batman and Robin with Dick Grayson and Damien as Batman and Robin oh, was amazing, and you know, and and then New Fifty Two and the Batman Inc. thing kind of, I, I never liked the title Batman Inc. and I think that was a big mistake because I think it didn't tell people it was a Batman book. Well, and the and the real concept of what they had launched it as disappeared. Yeah, I mean, it paid off with the whole team of. His right. allies, right? You know, coming, but but I think, it made, but it made people feel like it was a spin-off book, you know, in the same way, like when it's like Avenging Spider-Man or something. Well, that's not really Spider-Man; it's just going to be Spider-Man teaming up with different Avengers, or it's Batwing, you know, Batwing, yeah, you know, which I mean, I've right. heard is a good book, but I don't read it, right? But so. ba- but Batman Inc. You know, sort of, you know, but and then got you know sort of canceled or modified because of New Fifty Two, and then it came back, and we had the whole thing with with Damien, but finally to have this. And it's a culmination more than any, any anything, and it's it's a great story. It's a, it's a it's a great read, and and again, and it leaves you like any great Grant Morrison story kind of does. You know, kind of at the end, like scratching your head and going, "Hey, wait a second, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what's he really saying?" I know. Well, that's that's. I have friends that are very frustrated by that, and I, but I always say, you know, well, I think what I like about Grant Morrison is that I like I like that I have to go back and read it again. Yeah. He slows me down. Yes, and makes me think about yeah. what's go- what's going on. So. I, I I agree. So 
Because um, I think the Animal Man omnibus, omnibus comes lands today. today. Yeah, amazed not by your story. Oh that. sure, I got I got that for you. Okay, <laughs> see, that, he's good. He's got it. Wait, wait a minute. Is that what you've been sitting on all this time? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, and I mean, and 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 I'll, I'll knock on wood. I, I don't know if I can personally take credit, but I, I, all I can say is again about five. I mean, how can I take credit? Because if it takes five years for the idea to come to fruition, it shows. I really wasn't listened to. But five years ago at a DC meeting, I you know, said to um, Karen Berger, I said, one of the problems I have, I said, Animal Man is one of my favorite books. Yes. But here's the problem selling it is volume one is just some really good superhero stories and doesn't set you up for how good volumes two and three yeah. are. Yeah. And because I probably didn't start reading, which is reading. really kind of the thing with Sandman too, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, well, and, and that's what I hear from a lot of people. They start at Volume One, and it, which you have to well, yeah. to understand what's going. Well, on you don't have two. to because you know, I mean, when DC originally did trade paperbacks, you know, they released Doll's House before Preludes and Nocturnes. That's why it's called Preludes because the first oh, okay. the first Sandman graphic novel, quote unquote, to be released was, was a Doll's, Doll's House. House. I didn't remember that. Okay, and and I wouldn't suggest anybody reading it that way. But you know, yeah, when you're reading Preludes and Nocturnes, you're like Doctor Destiny, you know, JLA villain. I right. mean, it, it's like you're you're so much in the world of DC superheroes. Yes, uh, and then and the same that, thing is kind of happening with you're right with Animal Man. There's an invasion so. tie-in that's issue. You know, <sighs> no, it's not. Uh, ow, ow, <laughs> wait a minute. Is my eye, did my eyes turn red? Like a Grant Morrison had to write an invasion tie-in, and you know, and again, it's kind of okay, but it's you know, it's it, it, it's. It's probably the best of the invasion tie-ins, if Are, I can say. <laughs> absolutely, I, I, it's the only one I read, so for me, it certainly was. But uh, you know, and, and he, he does play with these other little things. But the first, um, it, it's you know, it, it's getting past that. So I had said, I think you know, every and Marvel was doing you know omnibuses and yeah. stuff at the time, and DC not so much. Uh, my other thing that I kept saying to people was, and they they did, just did it with the Golden Age Superman, but I was like, Golden Age Batman omnibus. You know, I mean, just a big book of 50, 60, 70 Golden Age Batman stories. You know, not not the, the archives were just, you know, and again, it's, it's sort of a deadline. In fact, if I can say and criticize this room, the thing that's missing is a little <laughs> lectern for your omnibus to read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that would, that, because what? I've tried picking an omnibus up and those things. <laughs> they are they are still hard to read. I but I still I thought, relatively lot. speaking, 27 issues for an Animal Man omnibus, I thought, I, I, I was like, you know, if, so I said to Karen Berger, I said, Karen, here's what I'm thinking. I said, no, I said, I think if there was some way to repackage, I said, if you did an Animal Man, 27 issues, it seemed reasonable at the time in terms of page numbers for mm -hmm. an omnibus type of book. Marvel was doing it. I think DC was starting maybe to do it. But I, I just sort of I said... I will let you take the credit. I take credit for Super Gods. Yeah. Oh, there you so, go. So, you know... Wow, that's I, awesome. I, because I asked at a press conference with him and, and, and Deepak Chopra and said, where's the book? Right. You can sit here and talk about all this stuff, but right. where's the book? And, and you saw the light bulb literally go off. Well, I, I, I tried to, but I was too blinded already by the <laughs> by, radiance by the, that comes from Grant Morrison. Yeah. I, I mean, did you hear him when Kevin Smith interviewed him on Fat Man on Batman? No, I haven't listened to that yet. Like he could start a religion, which is actually what, yeah. what Kevin Smith says: is "I'm I'm ready to follow you anywhere yeah. Yeah. <laughs> into the gates of hell." Son of Morris, uh, because he is uh, he he is so, you know, he's thought so much. His 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 beliefs on Batman is like, oh, Batman's the ultimate Christ figure. Yeah, and <laughs> you go, oh my God, he is, and I will follow you, sir. See now, I'll probably listen to having just read the the conclusion of um, 
or culmination. I'm using uh, well, then I, I yeah, I definitely recommend that. I I've, the, yeah. the Kevin Smith interview with Grant Morrison is. I, I know, and I know Jeff did one, and I know other people that I like have done. I'm I'm not the biggest Kevin Smith aficionado. Oh no, I understand, but I, but I say, and I've listened to Jeff's, and I've listened to Scott Snyder. It was yeah. interesting to find things out about Scott Snyder. Yeah. I really it made me want to read more of his work. Right. Uh, but the Grant Morrison. I don't have really to pay for it, do I? It's no, a free. it's oh, well, free. Okay. So there you well, go. As long as I'm not putting not, any money in Kevin Smith's pocket, he will try to make you feel guilty with an ad up front. Oh, okay. You know, do saying, they? Does he pimp for? Will uh, you? Will you kick in money to the Smodcast? Okay. Smodco, but Smodco. Uh, but uh, you know, well, I pimp for that matter. And by right. the way, yeah, please donate to PayPal if you're enjoying the Carcast. Oh yeah, uh, there you know, go. So, but anyway, uh, so that's it. So Batman Incorporated number thirteen, I guess, yeah. is the is the final. Um, and the Animal Man Omnibus is available today. Um, what else is coming up that you just got you excited? I mean, Infinity, in terms of, I'll be honest and say, I still don't know what the hell it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, but anytime Marvel does a big event, you know, there's interest. You know, so... Uh, I think what I think Infinity is supposed to be, and this is my theory because, of, yeah. again, I'm going to the nine-year-old gauge because I picked it up for, on free comic book day. Yeah. And my son... Snuck it away from me. And there me. was an action-packed story. <laughs> but he snuck it away from me, and I was like, I wasn't going to show him because it was too much, I thought, too much horror to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but he recognized, or he identified, whether rightly or wrongly, um, the aliens as Chitori. And so what he saw it as was a continuation of what Avengers the movie had shown. And I think that Marvel does a really good job of confusing the casual fan into thinking... That they've walked in, and which I think is Marvel now is brilliant. I shouldn't. I, it sounds negative. I think it's brilliant that you can watch the Avengers film, which I have know so many people have watched that have never picked up an issue of Avengers. Yeah, yeah. But can walk in and pick up Indestructible Hulk and say, "Yeah, I could see that that's what happened to the Hulk after Avengers. Right. I could see this is what's happening to Iron Man. I could see that, and so right, it, lining up the the yeah, things. Yeah, and so I think that's what Infinity is kind of doing until actual Avengers two goes, and they go, "No, this is really what happened." Right, right. But for now, if you walked in, oh, right. by that time you're hooked. By well, the time how, Avengers yeah, 2 comes out... When they hooked. did Avengers Assemble, sort of at the time the Avengers was coming out, that was sort of the idea, because it was a book where you were only seeing... But they threw in Spider-Woman, which kind of confused it. But it was a, a, a Avengers Assemble, which again, yeah, even though it was ben, by Bendis... That was Bendis' fetish. He just loves Spider-Woman. Yeah, yeah. But but it, it, it kind of kept... It was confusing to people, and especially on the heels of the other um, books, but it was, at least it was a book... With nice, you know, with Bendis and Bagley, and and, yeah. and here you have the five, six main Avengers yes. movie characters. Yes, and, and, and then they're the one that Hickman's writing now is essentially started with those guys as well. Started with those base, guys, the but they're all in. I mean, and I love the whole thing. <laughs> like you know, Tony Stark is always. I'm not really here. I'm in space because I'm over in Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like some of the things they're talking to Tony, and then it's like, no, it's a drone that's just got his. Well, Tony's finally they've got on. an explanation. For at least now, if, if we can find out that Wolverine has a lot of drones, well, that would be awesome. Well, I love the theory. Well, is it a? It's not a spoiler. If it was on the cover, it's not a spoiler, right? No. So okay, so we saw on the cover of an Age of Ultron issue that there were two Wolverines and 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 and, and yes, and and and, 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 and a shot of claws of one Wolverine going through through the other. So uh, Which yeah, I, I tried to. Do, I told because, someone that they said spoiler. I said you'll know it before it, you. It's on the cover. There's another one where the nine year old snuck it away before I could hide <laughs> it and say no, I don't want you to see because he doesn't like. But then I thought about it. I was like Wolverine can't kill Wolverine. 
Well, that's the that's the interesting so thing. There that are the idea two, that, that because Wolverine that would, can't die. That would explain so much, <laughs> and that probably and that pro, and and I'm going to go with that. I think there are two Wolverines. The other interesting around. thing about Infinity is all these time quakes that are going Which on. Which happens out of Age of Ultron, and right, and we're seeing yeah, you know, the time is broken, and 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 um, you know, Wolverine broke the timeline, and that there's all these. Time quakes and variations, and this we see is, it with Rick is, Jones. This in, is going back to Grant Morrison. In the Hunger. Oh, I haven't read oh, Hunger yet. Oh, okay. But well, like Rick Jones is the main character, the alternate Earth Rick Jones, and I'm don't, I can't even remember if it's okay, the ultimate so maybe, Earth. Maybe, a Rick Jones is. Maybe I'll go in and pick that up as well uh, because I like Josh. Di- uh, Hale Fielkow right. is uh, yeah. The one. I, I like this. Oh, one. Josh is great, and then the the the. And, and I mean, and the other thing, of course, is you know the other secret that DC and Marvel will never tell you. Listen in, people. Snapper Carr and Rick Jones are are person. alternate are just alternate oh, no, versions of each other. That. I understand. That. Oh, you know that. Okay, of course. Oh, then okay. I've seen you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't mean no. I mean, I mean, no. I was saying DC has now on the DC universe. You have Snapper Carr. Or oh, Marvel, no, no. Yeah, I, Rick I, Jones, I, but they're but they are they're parallels of each other they somewhere have, along the line. The they've, they're they're uh, Michael Moorcock's. I think they have different names just because. Well, I know. Um, well, the Snapper Carr is not an orphan, but Rick Jones was an orphan, so I think they're, something look, terrible look, happened to the Carr family. Look, there's the J and there's the C. They're Jerry Cornelius. They're Michael Moorcock's. <laughs> they're Michael Moorcock's eternal warrior. There you go. So uh, yeah, because they they do serve the same function. But it does kind of feel. I mean, if you're sort of going into you know. When like, I was a kid. In fact, let's pitch a Snapper Car miniseries right now. To <laughs> oh but uh, when uh, when I was a kid, with well, the that's, what, that's what that's what I loved about Our Man because it really was the Snapper Car series. I loved Our Man. Where's Pyre. the collection of that? I want the omnibus of that because that was great. Good art. Luck. That was great. Right? I know that was that was a great book. I mean, that was a great book. You know, uh, again, there's there was a time for that kind of thing. I think they were trying to do a spin on on they were trying to there was Sandman, Sandman inspired Starman, and then. I think the next level was how do we do something like, again with Our Man, which also had multi generationals and different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. versions of the character. I, but I like it, and that spun out of Grant Morrison, so it was all yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, it was a mess with your head kind of thing from the more beginning. successful than his up, various updates of the Freedom Fighters for sure. But uh, Rick Jones, um, what was I saying about Rick Jones? Oh no, when I was a kid, you know, yeah. doing fanzines. You know the big debate, the Marvel versus DC debate, and you know was always, and I was a more of a DC kid, but. You know, and DC had all the confusing multiple universes, and the you know strength of Marvel was that they only had the Spider-Man only shows up in one book a month, and maybe Marvel. But can up. I ask you honestly? Yeah. Because people say this: as a kid, did you really think DC had confusing multiple universes, or were you like me and thought it was just aw- awesomely cool that there were alternate Earths? Well, ultimately, it was awesomely cool. As quantum physics is now proving to be true. There you go. That's but I, I, said, but I, was are confused, card, right? I was confused. I was confused. At the beginning, because and I just told the story on another podcast, so I feel like I'm cheating. Um, but basically, one of, okay. one of my first issues of DC Comics was Justice League 108, which was the second part of a Justice League Justice Society crossover, which introduced the Freedom Fighters, and they were fighting on Earth X, which was controlled by Nazis. I am now intimately familiar with that because I had to research that story for the for, trivia. For, yeah, there you go. There you go. So that that tale. And, and and Superman had gray hair. And even though they explained the concept of alternate Earths, it did not dawn on me. Even though, Because remember, at the time, too, in World's Finest, they were doing Super Sun stories. 
This is the early 70s. Okay. And, and the editor of that book was saying, screw you to all the other editors. In my book, Batman and Superman have sons. These are not imaginary stories. Oh, right. And that's what I've said is next year, is, is it next year for the Pro Fan Trivia Contest? I want to lay down and say it's all Bob Haney stories. Yeah. Oh, my keep God. Bob Haney, keep Brave and the Bold continuity alone straight. Yeah. And just go... Um, but yeah, no, it's all I set see, in the Haneyverse. Yeah, I because mean, you he, know what? What set me straight? I, why, why I loved it was because I think even before I'd ever read one of those comics was the Slurpee Cups. Yeah, and they said specifically who was on Earth One and who was on Earth Two. But what? What? Who did? Was this when they? Because they were doing. I mean, did they have like Doctor Fade and stuff like yes. that. Okay. Oh, I loved having a Doctor Fade yeah. cup, and it was like, and it was cool to me that there were heroes that didn't have counterparts. Right. That you didn't have an Earth One right. Doctor Fate, and why didn't you have right. an, an Earth One Hour Man? Right, but there was an Earth One Sandman because that was Kirby's, uh, the the one that was the actual Master Dream. Yeah, really bad first issue. Yeah, special. I mean he was, yeah. Earth, but he was also Earth Kirby because he never, except for those. I mean, he never interacted with any other. Uh, oh, later Wonder Woman three hundred, he did. Wonder Woman three hundred. Okay, and they well, yes. gave him an origin. Well, then Sandman too. But yeah, Sand, well, Sandman was post crisis. Right. Wonder Woman three hundred was that post crisis or pre crisis? Pre crisis. They they put him in. So okay. Yes. It was. I was. But I mean, but I'm saying, but that's <laughs> sort of, but that's still kind of like retcon <laughs> yeah. in terms of Kirby. Kirby wasn't doing Earth any or right, 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 you know, right, right. You know, but but there was the stuff. What Haney was doing was Haney would just. Decide he wanted Batman and Wildcat to right, team up, right? And and so he they did do that, and there was no Earth One Wildcat, right? But and Plastic Man, he had a whole entire. Oh, he used to love he, Plastic. He Man. He had an entire arc of Plastic Man, yeah, yeah, that did not understand Plastic Man one iota, right? Of course, nobody seems to ever, but because yeah. um, that's coming up too, isn't it? Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver supposedly. Are they doing a uh, and I used to like the idea, now I don't, because the more I talk about it, they, they don't get it either. And I talked to Ethan Van Skyver and said, I thought he understood it, but I don't, I don't. I don't know, I mean, I, you know, Plastic Man is one of those, you know, Plastic Man to me is like the spirit, I mean, so much of whatever was. Good was, was the was 40s. Good was, was, well, not the well, 40s, and the creator. And the creator. The creator. I mean, it was, there, that was, it was the vision. It, I don't know that the character himself has, you know. I well, mean, it's sort of like Captain Marvel. Everybody yeah. loves Captain Marvel, but even though Jeff. I can speak, you know, Jeff Johns won me over with Shazam. I still don't see, like, well, what's the problem with an innocent kid? That's why Shazam wanted him. I understand right. why you have to call him Shazam now. Right. And why you wanted to reformat right. him that way. But to say, oh, no, no, you know, Billy is this kid that's been hurt and battered and emotionally damaged right. and he's still wants to do the right thing. Okay, that's interesting. But to me, that still is taking away from what the core of that character was, the ultimate wish fulfillment of the innocent kid. Right. But, I mean, but that's also just 2013. Right, and as I say, so is Captain you know, Marvel yeah. of his time. Right. What made Captain Marvel so cool, why people love him, right. is out of time. Right. Because if you make a Captain Marvel movie, I want to see it set in 1941. Just like, thank you, Marvel, for doing that with Captain America. I didn't right. want to see... A modern day explanation of Captain America. I wanted to see the Super Soldier formula of 1941. Right. No, and that we're going to get a Captain America. I mean, we got a little bit of it in Avengers, you know. But the idea of the you know ooh man out of you know time. Yeah. Except you know, it's like look, we all figured out cell phones pretty quick. So you know, <laughs> you know, you can't. Which there's only actually, so much you can Which is play. actually what Chris Evans said at the at the press conference. Yeah. He goes, please. I, he's not stupid. Yeah, uh, I, I can use a cell phone. Yeah, and, and so what it, is this strange device, you, you humans? <laughs> unfrozen caveman yeah. captain. Uh, you know. Uh, so what you're saying is, instead of dialing, I just have to press the button. Got it. 
Yeah, let me explain that that did flummox my mother for a long time. <laughs> so, and my grandmother as well. So, well, uh, you know. Does she have the super soldier formula? No, I think no. I... <laughs> oh, God, no, please. <laughs> Nana America. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, we've slipped into, into movies, so let's slip into movies here. This has been Ease You Are. Speaking of other podcasts, I know you've been seeing other podcasts, Tyler, and that's okay. <laughs> I've actually, you know, I've listened to one. I haven't listened to the one you posted this week, but, uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> they're here. Yeah. They're here. They're, you know, I'm a long-distance relationship. There you go. <laughs> Same time next year. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, so, um, is, you know, you said the comic book guy. This has been a summer where there's been a war of attrition. I mean... I thought, like, the headline is, um, it depends on which paper you read, and of course we're also, and I say quote-unquote movie savvy as a population, but we're not. Right. We're just whatever any spin wants to put. Like, the Wolverine is a disappointment because it only made $55 million, which was what X-Men Last Stand pulled in, and, uh, you know, years ago. Right. And um, while I think the Wolverine was an excellent film, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the podcast, I, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um I hear it's very good. I absolutely, absolutely adored that movie, and I think that was the that was the greatest one of the summer. On the flip side, the Lone Ranger hurt my soul so so deeply. You saw it, the Lone Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I paid for it. Okay. Oh, oh I, I, paid boy, it. Oh, I paid for it. You know, I went and and unfortunately, I let slip to my son that I did not like it. So he's like, he's has no interest in Lone Ranger now. I've killed oh. all. Because he thinks that's, you know, well, the, the character's bad. It's not. But, you know, Spielberg and Lucas made this thing about, you know, there's too many tent poles. Hollywood, as we know it, is about to collapse. They gave this interview, like, in May. You know, Iron Man 3 was good. I'm not going to say this, but this has felt like a summer of just boom. On the excitement of Comic-Con weekend, you had two graphic novel-based films opening the week of Comic-Con. It was a summer of a lot of, whether people realize it or not, R.A.P.D., Right. And Red 2. Yeah. And those two also just went, but four out of the top ten for what it's worth. Although I don't think anybody cares about the top ten. They care about the top five. Yeah. Uh, you know, four out of the top ten right now are comic book-based movies. Um, so, I don't know. I just wanted, What's your perspective on what's happening with, with film? Well, I mean, I, I think there's always the tendency to, you know, find the patterns and make the connections. I mean, if R.I.P.D. was or wasn't a good film or film that people wanted to see it really had nothing to do with the the comic book right origins because it's 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 not you know for one thing it's not an ongoing concern i always use that phrase it's not an ongoing concern there's no rip you know ripd i mean i think they came up with some sort of prequel issue or something but it it hasn't been it's you know it's a 90s comic i mean created by a friend of mine peter lenkoff so i'm I'm, gonna grab your novel which i actually read here Okay. Uh, one of the last times I was staying here is I saw it when I was just, oh, I've never oh, read R.A.P.D. So I read R.A.P.D. And so, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? And I enjoyed the movie, too. It's light. It's frothy. It's fun. But, you know, I, I would not have – it's not one I ever would have really expected to, you know uh, – I mean, again, if I were putting on my old studio executive hat, you know, R.I.P.D., I wouldn't have – I wouldn't have – I would have tried to do it. I think they just miss out on doing these things on just a more reasonable budget. I mean – the Lone Ranger, I was so happy, you know, whatever it was, a year, year and a half ago, when I read in the newspaper that Disney was actually pulling the plug on this overblown production, because I was like, finally, someone has the, the, the guts 
uh, you know, to do this and to, to, to put a stop to, to Jerry Bruckheimer. No, you know, I mean, not to put a stop to him, but just to go, hey, this just doesn't make sense. And the Lone Ranger is still, to a certain extent, a provincial, you know, character. I would love to see a really fun, exciting Lone Ranger movie or even just a fun, exciting Western style mm-hmm. movie. But, but as a, if, if it were my money, from a commercial perspective, I would say it's been very hard to make this so. But but they talk themselves into it. Oh well, it's going to be you know what what Johnny Depp. See, the great thing about pirates is we weren't expecting it, and we were all yeah. kind of laughing at it behind. Oh, they made a movie of a theme park ride. Ha 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 ha. Expectations were low. They had a great script. They had guys who really crafted the storytelling, and that was one of those movies where every step of the way there's a twist, there's an action piece, and you're just excited. And then there's Johnny Depp doing this incredible character and 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 entertaining you throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is sort of, you know, what they call lightning in a bottle, my friends. And when one thing I can guarantee you, when you sit down at a table and say, let's do that again. I mean, even in terms of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, none of them have been as good, even if they've been as commercially successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, we understand that. That becomes you know, a franchise. It becomes a franchise. But at least you're tickled with some of the same things. And, but yes. characters come and go, whatever. But and to we take say one, this from an executive's perspective. I get to talk to Middle America, or you know, Northern California, yeah. and, and students and so forth, and, and kids. Just they don't they don't have make that critical faculty. I, I know so many kids that think On Stranger Tide is the best of the pirates, right? And I go, what? <laughs> but, <laughs> I couldn't stay awake through that. But but, but it, it and that and that's taste, and that's you know, hey, we all like yeah. you know. Again, that's one of the great things about Comic Con or whatever. You just find yeah. out everybody likes something different. Um, yeah, different. absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But you, um, but just think that you can graft that onto the Lone Ranger, which I think universally the 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 American public has rejected as a as an entertainment concept for about fifty years. You know, I'm not saying it can't be done well, but I'm saying there is there's very little longing there. You know, now the, 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 well, and here's my here's the problem. I, I go back is I saw I'm one of those few who also paid to see the Legend of the Lone Ranger way back Clinton Spilsbury with, with Clinton Spilsbury. Sure. Do, do you do you know Clinton? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, but just, I mean, it, but know, what he's I reckon, famous for for, for, for yeah. For, but what for, it, what upsets me is like well, it, it wasn't done well, despite the fact that it had right. Christopher Lloyd as Butch Cavendish, which was inspired yeah, casting, yeah. and even. Before I understood that concept, I was like, "Wow, that's really cool that he is yeah. the villain." Um, and the same thing is with the with the new film is uh, what's his name and uh, William Fickner. Yeah, yeah, uh, great Butch Cavendish. But yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen it. No, movie, I haven't. Movie that sets up and said the first half is still the script that they probably pulled the plug on, yeah. and then they put a second half that had nothing to do with the first half, right? Or right. you know, so it was almost like a exquisite corpse. They. Yeah. They wrote a new ending that had that invalidated the rest. So yeah. I felt insulted. It was like right. watching Highlander two, and um, so that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so you know the pain I'm going through. I'm sitting there. No, but, but, that's what I'm saying. But you, know, but you say people have rejected it because nobody's done it well. I, no, I, true that. But uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. We got we got a little urban here. Uh, <laughs> but 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 at the same time, though. But even in terms of say like comics or whatever, it's like Green Hornet, Lone Ranger. These are things that are of a time that are somewhat derivative. All I'm saying is that there isn't a beloved as you know as much right. as you can. Dynamite does well with a niche of selling. Yeah, I don't honestly. I don't even sell Lone Ranger comics anymore. 
You know, I mean, we just, I mean, you know, it went from this, you know, I think when the the, the book first started, it was kind of, it was, it was a good it book. Was, People are excited. But whatever reason, nowadays, you know, Green Hornet, you know, uh, sales are not exciting. Um, you know, Lone Ranger. Into the shadow. They're, they're doing... Yeah. No, exactly. No, and that's what happens is. The, the the same people jump from those things. They don't start collecting the Shadow and the Green Hornet and masks and this. They sort of go, I'll do this for a while. Right. And then... Well, plus but, it also floods because then you get yeah. Green Hornet year one right. and then here's the Kevin Smith No, and Lone Ranger, they also blah, blah. lost momentum on by doing, you know, by losing track of the, you know, the, again, it got got very late or whatever. But there was a time when it was, it was doing, for me, it was doing okay. I'm sure it sells to somebody. I'm not saying. Yeah. But but there isn't like a a, such a vociferous appetite for the... Lone Ranger mythology, and the mythology is fairly simple. You know, yes. he's, there were some rangers. Now there's only one. You know, yes, that's I believe how the song goes. <laughs> there you go. Now there's only one. Hi ho. Okay, so but you know, and, 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 but I, I, I would, like I say, I'm not saying you know, uh, I'm not against the Lone Ranger. I think it could be a fun movie concept. I just think when you you start putting $225 million budget. Well, so that's the question. Can anybody have the courage to make a 50 or $60 million superhero movie? Because, like, there had been this thing about Joe Quesada infamously said, I don't think we have a female character who could headline a Marvel movie right after Joss Whedon had made Black Widow the most kick-ass character of, right. of that film, uh, of the Avengers. So... Couldn't they risk a fifty, sixty million dollar Black Widow spy thriller? Right, but nobody seems to want to do that. Is it because of, well, when, of the when, so-called when Ups two when Grown Ups two costs eighty million to make, what does a fifty or sixty million dollar Black Widow movie really look like? Okay, so it, you know, I mean, that's the unfortunate truth because because you're, you're talking, you're just you're talking about days. I mean, you're talking now. If you took somebody like, I mean, again, Joss Whedon knows what he's doing. But if you looked at it from a, but he can't be and, the only one, and that's the problem. It, you but know. no, but like where J.J. Abrams doing Alias or Joss Whedon doing the Shield series, obviously those are going to use certain tricks to create that you know environment. You also amortize you know your you know that one big set they're going to build for Shield. Yeah, yeah. Is, okay. gets amortized over you know yeah. uh, uh, twenty four episodes or whatever. But they're you know. It, the problem films are so ridiculously expensive to make these days that I don't know if that is really, you know, um, you know, possible. Even when they talk about these low, like the, you know, and even when you talk about something low budget like the the the, the Conjuring, I think they'd be better off trying to, you know, there there was a deal before Marvel Studios really came into existence in its present form. I think it was Lionsgate had made a deal yes. for a bunch of like the that the, was actually one of my first professional writing articles. Was when Lionsgate made the deal, like in two thousand. Okay. And I had been in contact with Lionsgate about that. I, you know. And they wisely back when there was money in right. web journalism. And by they the way. wisely they, again they, PayPal people. They carved out. <laughs> they carved out in with the money in web journalism. All the internet. Did they give you the internet check for internet I, dollars? I did. No, he was. I, I got, what was that one that Whoopi Goldberg used to try to uh, sell? There, there was a. There was. There was an internet money. Somebody tried to, to do. No, I actually got real money for it. I, wow. You know, it was nice. It helped me. You know, it, I had a kid on the way. It was great. But the, you know, and they carved out a smart niche. When you read like the list of of, of titles they optioned, they were all like low. They were. Like martial arts, they it was Iron Fist. Iron Ray Fist. Parker, that was the first time Ray Parker yeah. was associated with Iron yeah. Fist. John Turman, our friend John Turman, wrote the script for that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that that had gotten that far. Yeah, he had, um, he had and it was, it, but it was all, it was all low. You know, 
even I wanted to say second tier. It was it was it was third tier. It was Daredevil had been uh, I think originally involved in that. Um, Man thing. Yeah. And the horrible thing is that one did get made. Um, did they make? Oh, was that for sci-fi? No, that oh, was. It ended it was, up being on sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh I, God. I, I saw oh, it. it's, it's yeah. It's it, uh, I've sat through so much for my listeners, uh, <laughs> so they don't have to. But at least there was that great Howard the Duck cameo. No. That would have saved it. That for would have me. saved it if you had done hey. that. <laughs> <laughs> just like walked on with a machine gun or saying, "What am I doing <laughs> that, here?" That's destroy your duck completely. Uh... Well, I think that was Stephen Stephen Gerber's ori- yeah, yeah. original idea was to have him walk on with a gun, and they didn't oh. let him do it. So okay. he had a cigar. Oh, and then he, maybe that's why he created the elf with a gun in Defenders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, interesting. So now I'm seeing a connection there. The and the, here's a Stanley story that I will tell you uh, is you know they had. Um, one of the other characters that they optioned was Werewolf by Night. Yes. I and, know this story, and I love this story. So go ahead. <laughs> and Stan's uh, attitude, he said, so I went to the producers, and, I, and he wanted to, they came to me and said, Stan, we want to option Werewolf by Night. This, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a rare moment of ethics in in the industry. And, 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 and Stan goes, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, you know, you have this great comic book, Werewolf by Night. We want to give you $20,000 to option it. And Stan goes... You understand, he's a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) And the producers go, I think I've heard him tell the story. (laughs) The producers go, go, yeah, but but, but it's Marvel Comics, Werewolf by Night. And they go, he goes, but you understand, the werewolf, he's a werewolf at night, and that's just a werewolf. You don't have to give me $20,000 to do a movie about a guy who becomes a werewolf Stan by Lee night. turned down money or tried to. He tried. He tried and it couldn't happen. I think, yeah, yeah. I think he still took, I think he told that story in panels. Uh, it, it's, it's, but it's true, but that's the kind of thing. You know, but at Morbius, you know, the living vampire. I think, more, I think Morbius was part of that landscape back when I, And I think they would, see, I think that would be the kind of thing that I would, that you know. Daily Radar, if I mean, remembers that. You know, or, yeah. or, you know, hey, take Tomb, well, you know, HBO's doing True Blood. Take Tomb of Dracula to Showtime, you know. I mean, now Tomb of Dracula's probably screwed up rights-wise because of Blade, unless they got Blade back from New Line, which I think they might I have. I don't know what's happened with that. Uh, because who did the, who produced the, the Blade series? I think that was Lionsgate. Maybe that was related. The TV series? Because I want to think... Well, New Line did the movies, but New Line's now part of... But there's a very... Yeah, but the series, I'll have to check because I have the DVDs at home. There may have been a production thing. And, um, but I realized the the Lionsgate connection, which is odd, let's just say the, the weird small world, is that the executive that I talked to at Lionsgate was not Sean Gunn, Patrick Gunn. Okay. Whose brother... Peter Gunn. Is James? Oh, James Gunn. Yeah. So Sean Gunn's the actor. James Gunn's the direct writer director. Yeah. And then Patrick was a studio executive at at Lionsgate uh, for a while. So it Marvel, you know, a, a Gunn got right. to make a Marvel movie. Right. He's making it right now. Right. But so the whole family, they're secretly like the Wayans. They're just, <laughs> they're just not as in your face about right, it. Right. Right. There's so many guns running around Hollywood right. that are all actual siblings. Um, Artillery of guns. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> yes. A cachet. Okay. What, what is a... No, I'll go with artillery. That okay. was funny. An artillery of guns. So, um, yeah. but it, well, Yeah, so it's all going to be. Is, is, is it going to be HBO or Showtime or Cinemax? I think those are the things that... I mean, I think both, you know, uh, studios, you know, DC Entertainment and Marvel, I mean, need to look at more. And I know DC obviously is with the Flash series. We can say that. They just made that announcement that Arrow is going to... And 
Now, and I apologize because I just want to go full disclosure here. Is Jeff still involved in your Northridge store? Yes. He is. Okay. So, um, it is interesting to me because uh, uh, he keeps getting suggested to me on LinkedIn. Uh Uh-huh. But it's funny that his title on LinkedIn is just writer at at Warner Brothers Studios, which I think is funny. And it's (laughs) like, no, it's cool. And I was like... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reach out to him because he doesn't know me from Adam. But you know, it's funny that he keeps getting suggested to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and even the article I read yesterday was this like producer. You know, he, he producer Jeff Johnson. Nobody's talking about the larger title that right. he has, which I think is also the state of journalism. Is they don't want to include that he's the comics guy even now. It's, right. He's a producer. Or the core, of, yeah, and and, the, and that's and, the mainstream yeah. press. That's not right. that's not us, you know. And the, yeah, and, and but it's also I mean he's you know obviously he's a you know uh, and he's got the title, you know, uh, chief, chief creative, creative officer. officer. Yeah, CCO. You know, and and you know which which means a lot of different, you know, which is still a, under that is still a lot of different hats in terms sure. of his involvement with the the direct-to-video division, which I'm going to say he wears TV. well. It's yeah. not just a suck up. I, you know, I I blow hot and cold on some yeah. of his work, but who am I going to love 100 percent of the time? You know, maybe. But, and, and you know, it's what you were you know you 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 were saying um, you know before about sometimes what comes through is just somebody's love, you know, for yeah. something, and you know, no one you know loves these characters more than than that's than, true. Than so, so so it was announced. If there's a Flash series, and he's got any kind of you know. Supervision or involvement with that—it's like. Well, I'm going to say if there cool. is if there is one guy who should be doing who should be doing a Flash series, yeah. t- overseeing a Flash TV series, it would be Jeff because his run on that was great, and that's yeah. the first time he and I ever talked. Was right, he just started right. started writing the Flash way back in you know, 2000 or 2001. Oh, that was later and, than that. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, wait, no, it was no, 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 you're right. It was then. You're right. It was one of the very. I didn't have, first, a, sto- I didn't have a story yet. It was one of the very first interviews I did for Fanboy Planet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so back when web, you know, web journalism stopped paying, but um, you know, right. but but Jeff really kind of right. helped me make my bones as cool. as as a as a website because people were like, "Ooh, Jeff Johns is talking to this guy." They, yeah. So I'll always be grateful, but also just fascinated that it got announced that I I would rather. Um, you know, see, because I like Arrow, so in episodes eight and nine, I guess they've announced is uh, now will be um, Barry Allen will appear on Arrow, and it will be the introduction of superpowers to the Arrow universe, which has wow. been very specifically saying, no, we're not going to. There are a lot of characters they're playing with, and they've messed with, um, like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, do you watch Arrow? Uh, I've I've seen episodes. I haven't. I'm not. Firestorm's sure. mother is one of the characters, but she's not. <laughs> You know, they just took the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they, 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 yeah, that actually, and, and, and that kind of plays that. with my own little brain because, because it is like such a parallel universe thing. Oh, we're just going to call somebody, you know, right. and they had Helena been, and they or brought whatever. in Count Vertigo, but yeah. he, what he was, was he was pushing a drug called Vertigo that had the effects of, right. of, of that. So I was like, okay, you're just going to do the real world, like, you know, there's that, there's the web series of Mortal Kombat doing right, that too. Right. It's like, how do we make them. Bring and, it down. And, Use code and, names, but and, and bring it down. And there's notch. room for that, I guess. But I, I really want, you know, I, I and, and Ber- Greg Berlanti and uh, is Alan Kreisberg. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Andrew, said, Andrew Kreisberg. Andrew Kreisberg. And they've said things uh, with sometimes with and without Jeff, where I feel like, okay, I'm going to stick with it because one, it is entertaining. Right. I, I've enjoyed the show on its own, but that it is the evolution, and then by the time, and I think in a more satisfying way, and I shouldn't say by the time the series ends. Before the series ends, I'm going to see the Green Arrow I want, and that's the and, and that, series finale. Giant starfish. I'm calling it now. I don't think it, <laughs> just, in a way that Smallville didn't. <laughs> Although 
All right, I, <laughs> I, would, I would love that, um, but but that's you know that's Green Arrow wasn't even there. What but, am I saying? But in the first in the first season, they call him the Hood. Yeah, and it's still called Arrow, and I say in a font that is green. Uh, I right. have to have that little parentheses right. afterwards. Um, but that's the whole thing that they started with Smallville. Is like the, we're never right. we're never but gonna going to say. But they're the going S-word. they're going faster because they did a season two yeah. trailer oh, yeah. where they said, "Well, you don't want to be called the Hood. What do you want to be called?" And he looks at the arrow, and it's green. And I'm like, "Okay, so please, so you're going to be Green Arrow, right?" And and be honest about it. And so the announcement that the Flash would be in it is like, oh. Yeah. That's the first time. There's no way to have a series called The Flash if he is not running fast. He cannot, <laughs> it cannot be Usain Bolt coming in to be Barry Allen and say, no, he just really runs fast. It's yeah. uh, you know, faster than I can run. Right, which is, exactly. You know, oh, wow, that guy's... And then he's really exhausted and he can't barely <laughs> yeah. throw a punch. Yeah, have a Gatorade and, right. uh, you know, or whoever pays, pays for it. So, um, you know, they're going to spin off there. And they were and they say the CW is interested in having interlocking. They're still considering an Amazon pilot. I, they're not happy with the script, but they're still, cons- you know, they're still actively trying to develop that. So right. a young, uh, I want to say Donna Troy, and it's not a young Diana Prince coming to Man's World for the first time and exploring, right. and then she would cross paths in Starling City, and so right. like the CW could become the network of. And why couldn't it be Star City? Has any, is there like a legal explanation for that? Uh, no, or? I think they just wanted to. I I I, I suspect that the this explanation will come later. That people have like. The nickname for it, like it'll become Star City right. because that's what people call it, but it's right. really Starling City. Right. It, I think because the honestly, I think the, just the approach shifted. They started off saying we're going to be really, we're going to be really gritty, and then what happens to the pilot shows? And everybody goes, you know what we really wanted to see? Yeah. Why is Deathstroke there? Why is the mask of Deathstroke there? We want to see Deathstroke. So like yeah. Deathstroke's going to be a major uh, right, regular right. character in well, the yeah, second well, season. You know. Because that's who I want to see. I want to see that guy in the costume. Right. And, and, you know, so, and because that, that was my frustration with Smallville. And Smallville finally experimented with it and realized, gee, the episodes that even ki- people that don't read the comics yeah. like the best are when you went, I, I've, I've spoken many times about my ultimate frustration with, with uh, Smallville was that they showed for 30 seconds the um, Secret Society of Supervillains all in accurate costumes sitting around a table and like what episode was that it's like two or three episodes before the series ended okay so i can't remember which character it was that knew about uh, knew about them that she'd been working for this was like a minor supervillainess who like reformed at the end and she yeah. said well i've been in contact with these guys and they show them and they even had solomon grundy sitting at the table <laughs> and i was like you bastards! That's the show I wanted to see. And yeah, now you're are you sure that wasn't seconds. the the uh, the challenge of the Super Friends? I'm positive. <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> but even you know, and and, the, and made that promise too with because you have the painting in your store. Yeah, of oh, the, the absolute justice, justice yeah. of the just of the Justice Society sitting around the table. There's a painting. There's a promise of. The Spectre. Well, how are we going to put the Spectre in that Smallville right, universe? Right. So they just ended the series before they had to explain him. Right. But there was a promise of Jay Garrick. There was a promise of all this, and people want to see those. Yeah. And well, it, I mean, in Superman or I mean, Smallville, you got so, a guy but I, who's but got I think, superpowers right, to begin but I think, with. But I think that's what and, the thing is with Arrow is people are going, well, he's Green right, Arrow. Right. We know he hangs out yeah. with um, these other characters. We've seen him on Justice League um, uh, Unlimited. Right. You know, because he was handled very well on that animated series. But I think you know, I, my 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 guess would be that they were trying to go. Let's just try and do do a do a crime series and, and right, not and then get too and then deeply invested. But and then if it's it, shifting. but yeah, I mean, but but even shifting, perhaps with even the plan to shift, but just let's 
to tease it and see what the reaction is. You know, yeah. because because it's hard to you know. Um, my wife worked on a TV show once that like uh, shot thirteen episodes before it aired, and they never aired all the episodes because it was they weren't you know. It, it's hard enough to turn a TV show around, yeah. you know, uh, or to get the feedback because you're always going to be like you know many episodes in. I mean, you know, you know Matt Weiner who does Mad Men is a very bold guy or you know when uh when they did sopranos um david chase because to really lock it all in and then go you know because there, there's no opportunity for you know for for interaction but on 24 episodes of arrow even last year but you know probably after six they were getting feedback while they were still working on the back half of the well the series. i think so, people do accept i which i used to be irritated by but now really uh, appreciate the more I understand about the way the industry works, I guess, yeah. is the idea that you, you do break and then the back half of the season yeah, yeah. so that you do have that time to make adjustments. So my, the thing with Arrow was I had time in the fall to watch it. Right. So I watched up to the Huntress to their mid-season break. Yeah, yeah. And then I haven't had – and by the time I got back to it, well, you know, Comcast wasn't carrying those episodes on demand, so oh, okay. now I have to wait for the DVD oh, okay. to see how the how the season rest of the finished. season played out. Yeah. Season, but I, I liked what I saw up front, yeah, and yeah. so I, you know, I get that, and and, and things shift, and uh, so. But you know, say we're getting, you know, we're we're getting superheroes on TV, and that's fun. Well, and I think that, and I think the reality is, you know, the Avengers proves is like people will take, will accept the if you tell them on a series, this is the, these are the rules. Like I always felt that way about Buffy. Mm-hmm. If you would put Buffy in a costume, she was it was a superhero show. Yeah, yeah. But they just didn't put it in a costume because people didn't want costumes. No, but Joss Whedon, the the, the soap opera, you know, slash yeah. you know, dramatics were similar to those. I mean, that you would get in that you had in X Men. I mean, it was yes. you know, and then he also played with the form of television with the you know the various you know the silent and the musical you know the, yeah. the, the, doing the different episodes. Uh, to play with the the, the medium itself, yeah. but yeah, the, the the team dynamics were a that of a superhero team. Right, right, and I'd say, and a costume is much yeah. more trademarkable yeah. and uh, and marketable. Uh, so it's yeah. like, give us, give it was these. So we'll see. CW seems to be heading that way. I'm excited for Agents of Shield. I right. assume you are as well. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No, and, and again, what kind? You know, and it's always the, the teases. Like, what can you really, you know, uh, what can you bring in? Without, you know, I mean, is there going to be AIM? You know, that would be cool. Is there going to be, uh, you know, different... Well, yeah, AIM is AIM was teased in Iron yeah, Man yeah, 3, yeah, right? Yeah. So they exist. Yeah. We've already, now we've established them. We, we know we have Hydra. We know we have AIM. Right. Um, you know, or you know, maybe Joss Whedon saving it, or maybe the Winter Soldier will give us more answers about right. Hydra. But it was clear in Avengers that, you know... Uh, Steve Rogers was very concerned about Hydra coming back in the right, and are the you know, and, and and are you and, and in terms of villains, will you see sort of, you know, um, where did I see? I mean, I you, I mix up all the comics, um, but I know someone was talking. There was some mention somewhere of 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 a Zodiac key. Was that in the okay? And that's going to be in the little mini film that goes on Iron Man three with Agent what, Carter. So yeah, Agent Carter's Carter. going after the Zodiac key. Yeah. So like something like that, that's just cool, you yeah. know. And then and people don't, you know, you know, Scorpio was. Remember, Scorpio was Nick Fury's brother. So, so the Scorpio key and the Zodiac. Do I like, don't do, know. Do, you know, well, well, they do that. I, no, probably because not. I've come to accept this, and it is a different shift. Is like okay, again, on your on the page podcast, um, one thing you said I've quoted to people elsewhere, and maybe I said it at, at dinner is uh, when you talked about being. Yeah, we talked about it at dinner when you said, you know. 
it'll take me five minutes to give you the information you want about the history of a character or whatever, but oh. it took me, <laughs> but it took me 40 years. Yeah. I think you said 20. We were kinder to our ages, yeah. but let's be honest. It took me 40 years yeah. to get to be the Zorlac, as yeah, people yeah. call me, you know? Um, uh, and so, uh, I keep expecting these 40 years of continuity or really 75 years of right. continuity to all fit in and like, let, let's not kill a villain. Like, right. uh, the same thing happens similarly with all the X-Men movies. Characters die that I'm like, no, I don't want them to. But but the reality is if you're only going to see that, you're going to dip into that adventure once every two or three years, there's not going to be time for that character to come no, back. No, no. So and then I the guess movies now are taking, I feel yeah. like you might as well kill them. Yeah, and I mean, and even things like Avengers, you know, we've seen one Avengers mission. I mean, that was one of my problems with the Batman trilogy of movies, the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, as much as I, I like the movies, it really feels like, you know, Batman went out like three times, you know, first time. I will tell you that I felt that between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, that yeah. he was doing something because the Scarecrow had clearly fought him more than once. Because yes. Because he said something. Right. But, but that's the one thing I liked about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies is I felt that in between... He had been doing things yes. as Spider-Man. Yeah, I agree, I agree. But I didn't feel that way. That's what I was very disappointed by Dark Knight Rises because I felt that, no, I didn't want to hear he'd retired for eight years. Right. I don't mind if you went eight years into the future, but I want to I want to feel like he was still out there and that... Yeah, that, that was just a weird feeling. It's like, and that, was that just because, well, because we didn't do a Riddler story and we didn't do this and we didn't do that, so, you know, yeah. you know we didn't, we don't have... But it's sort of like, well, then you have a dark night that, like I said, yeah, after after that Joker thing, eh, I, I watched, yeah. you know, and, t- and the Two-Face thing, I just I just stepped back. Yeah. That was, that was always bizarre to me. The, um, but the Avengers does it right. I do feel that the that things are happening in between. Well, that, and as you, muddled as Iron Man 2 was, it was very clear that Tony had been out there right. interfering with things. And Iron Man 3 brings in, at least emotionally, some of what he was dealing with with the Avengers. I love it. That's my yeah, favorite part yeah, about yeah. it. So, you know, that he's suddenly got PTSD. New York, yeah. No, that, and, it, you can't, you know, and he doesn't know how to handle that because no, Tony Stark is supposed to be able to handle everything. You know, and, and no, and I, I don't think we're going to feel that Avengers 2 is their second mission. And I don't think we should feel no. that way. Oh, and I think S.H.I.E.L.D. will probably mention it. You can't bring any of those people. You know, it's like Chris Evans says, they're certainly not going to waste one of their movie, you know, contractual appearances of Captain America right. for two minutes in a cameo in some other movie. They're certainly not going to do it on TV. Right. You know, um, you might see Captain America from a distance. You might see... Well, that's, that's, why, that's why costumes are good, aren't they? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and gee, Tom Welling, CG is great too. Yeah. You don't even have to wear the costume to be Superman. Right. Uh, <laughs> when, when when did they do in that? the last episode of Smallville? They he never actually wears the costume. They did a close up with oh oh the, with yeah like yeah the epaulets, and then they showed in the distance yeah yeah a I figure was, in red and blue. Yeah. So oh yeah he wasn't yeah he was never actually in it yeah so yeah it was like a flyaway yes so um so let us move to the well to, no what you're saying though about forty years of continuity really okay. quickly because it, it was something I was saying before too about Infinity I do wonder what's interesting is with the time quakes it seems. Marvel is playing with the idea of multiple versions of their characters, infinite versions, perhaps. And are they? And we're back to Grant Morrison's hypertime. Yeah, and hypertime. Are we? Are we going to? Are we going to see some sort of consolidation to allow for you know so we can you know again whether it's a, a you know I don't want to say a reboot or something, but so we can you know consolidate some of the the history again, or are we going to? Or is it going to perhaps allow that 
there's different, you know, there are different stories. And you've also got the hunger going on, too, and we don't know how yeah. that's going to affect. Well, I feel like the hunger, my, my guess is, right, I'm pretty much going to wipe out the ultimate universe. Right, and it does seem that with the mighty, that because Miles with, is coming over to... Because uh, with the press, to the, I mean, to, you know, this the is the thing. regular when, universe. When you are showing up in the New York Times, yeah. the New York Post, and you're giving all these things, the mainstream, because I'll, I'll vouch, when Miles Morales first appeared... yeah. My mother's reaction was, because she always like, yeah, and you've gone through that with your family too, of like, you know, this really must affect you deeply. What ha- are you okay with Peter Parker being dead? And uh, you know, right. well, it wasn't my Peter Parker, it was, yes. you, you know, but but to the average person, that gets confusing. Miles Morales became, oh, there's this. Well, there's from the this, news point of there's view, there's this yeah. African American Hispanic, uh, right. you know. Who is now Peter Park? Who is now Spider Man? Right. And I'm like, no, no, it's a different Spider Man, and he's a cool character. He really is. You ought to check him out. Um, but right. when that's happening, you can't explain to the, just like DC played beautifully last year with Alan Scott being outed as gay. Yeah. Um, it's like everybody went. Green Lantern, Green Lantern is gay. gay. And you're like, no, it really is kind of the ghetto. They still sort of put him off on Earth 2. Right. He's in a team book, and you're not going to have a book where there is a... a it's not the, 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 the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Is, yes. It's not the Green Lantern that But, you know, and have. the reality is that most people, because, you know, if they do a Justice League, it's got to be Jon Stewart. Yeah. Because, the reality, you know, when they did Ryan Reynolds, is how Jordan, again, most people grew up watching... Justice League. League. Some and people were confused by that. And, you know, and John Stewart how, how is. dare they make a... And John Stewart is in the um, director's cut. But uh, but very briefly... At the oh, oh, you mean... Oh, oh, man, yeah. But, he, but as, as a mechanic at right, Ferris right. Air. Um, so, you know, like they were set... They clearly yeah. set it up that right. he could later come in, but only if you bought the DVD. Okay. And most people didn't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but I did. Again, I do this for, for my people. Um, so... Um, Yes, we've got our forty years, and we'll see what what Infinity does, and what you know, and and you're right, and DC's already done that reboot with New Fifty Two. So here's the you know the big annual feature, Susan Avalon. What is Susan reading? What is Susan reading? <laughs> uh, and when we started, I believe it was just that she would only read one story a year. But yeah, I feel like she's crept up. She's totally crept up. This has been a better <laughs> year. Ah, um, <laughs> we got her. Uh, uh, yeah, so. well, the, the interesting well, thing plus is... Plus, she's, she's really more of a, a fuller partner in the story. Yes, than you know, we're, 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 that's, been, that, that's been a wonderful thing about the, the, the past years is, is my wife's been more involved with the store. I mean, you're talking about, we're talking about con and not being able to, you know, people complaining they couldn't get in this year. Yeah. You know, part of, partially, you know, Susan's inspiration also inspired by some things that other comic stores like Tate's in Florida have done. But we had a non-con in the Sherman Oaks store. Oh, yes. During and the I, time uh, of, uh, I don't think I won't call her on getting that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's downstairs. Okay, so yeah, I get my uh, non-con T-shirt. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, so we, we had just some fun events going on in the store while for, you know, and, and people really, you know, ate, you know, ate that up. Um, in terms of, yeah, what is, what is Susan reading? Uh, well, I think on previous episodes we discussed Fun Home and this year, the sequel to Fun Home came out by Alison Bechdel, which is Are You My Mother? Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know, a really great kind of even more metatextual because Fun Home was about her growing up with her, her dad who turned out to be gay. She didn't know. Yes, in fact, she's in the news. Fun Home is in the news this oh, for week getting because it got banned in the library yeah. in like Florida, which is, can we just saw it off? Yeah. I'm ready to just say, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> just go. Let it drop. Um, Let it flow down. Uh, it will cost me Disney World, but I've never been. So yeah. okay. 
you know, and and, uh, and and you know, and are you my mother? Is even more is more about the process because it it is it involves her relationship with her mother now that she's writing and drawing this memoir about her father and her mother's reaction to it. So well, that's fascinating. So it's it's you know it's 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 a it's a great book. I mean, because my family thinks that if I write about them, they'll all turn out you know heroic. Yeah. And so, so, and Susan wrote the shelf talker that's in the store for the book as well. So that's pretty cool. And then, because we've been talking about Brian Vaughn, and I think one of the things she had read in the past was also Pride of Baghdad, which was great, which is a great book. And so she's heard, you know, Brian Vaughn. She's heard us talking about Saga, and I think I've got Saga set aside. But someone, but again, this is what happens because now we're socializing with different, you know, as a couple there's more people other retailers and their wives and different couples and things that are more involved in Does the business. Does she know John Cassidy by name? Um she she knows John. Okay, yeah, good. she's she's met John, I think. Um but uh yeah, but I don't know if I'll get her to read Planetary. But that's but, pretty deep. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about it, that. That's later advanced, yeah. you know, advanced. Yeah, no studies. it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> but what she um, Can we get a doctorate in nerddom? <laughs> what she did but I think part. But now she's getting recommendations, not just from me, yeah. from other friends who, who know her taste and go, "Here's what I think you might like." So this year she read "Why the Last Man," and what I love about Susan is she not only read it, she read it like in the span of a week. It was just like it was like you know I, I got her the first one. She's like, "Bring me more," you know, and so just went through all ten volumes. In, in, in for any in, listeners in, out there looking for that perfect person, that's that that would be the test. Yeah. You know, can they? Will they come back and devour what you know? What you love? Yeah. No, and, and, and I was because, and I wasn't sure. So I'm glad she had the recommendation because that's the thing. I'm not, my, you know, I'm, I feel good when when I sort of suggest the art comic type of stuff yeah, to yeah. her. Uh, you know, because it, you know the memoirs and stuff because that's kind of the stuff she reads. But things that are more genre oriented, I'm never entirely. Um, oh. Confident, because 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 again, it's hard to sort of separate. Like, and one of the things I sort of threw on the fire, sort of a test, was an issue of Astro City that I love, uh, and I, you know, we, uh, and it's an issue I think of the Local Heroes arc or miniseries, and it's the one that's basically a takeoff on Lois Lane trying to prove Clark Kent is Superman. Okay, I really remember uh, that one. Yeah, you know, with the 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 you know what is the Solaris or something is the you know the Superman stand-in. Yeah. You, know, you didn't you know, and it's sort of set in the fifties or sixties. And it's and it's basically a, you know some see it as a condemnation of Lois Lane as a human being, um, but it, you know again it's the kind of story you can only tell in that kind of meta and analytical right. way because it's not you can do things to the Lois Superman relationship yes. that you couldn't do in you know unless you're writing you know whatever happened yeah. to the Man of Tomorrow and you're doing it all for the last time um, you know I don't want to do spoilers but it, it's 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 a great story. Um, and 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 I taught like as I sort of tossed that I said just let me know just this will be like a barometer and she's like and 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 that got the response of I understand why you like this <laughs> yeah and then you'd be like oh crap okay but again she doesn't but but and I think Astro City but I think the the to some extent the proof in the pudding is that you know Astro City does require well it's like you Planetary. need to bring the it's baggage not, to it's it it's not as deep as Planetary. well like my favorite Astro City story is I think it's called A Dream of You The Nearness of You The Nearness of You right which only makes sense if you've read Crisis on Infinite Earths which just in a makes, weird way but but it, but it just makes me cry yeah, every oh, time yeah, I read it yeah. it's such a beautiful story but yeah absolutely it was buried as a wizard half issue yeah. or something and there's no yeah you have to you have to you're, I like that right. you bring the baggage and by the way, that bag is very brightly colored. Yes, and has sound effects written all over it. <laughs> exactly, but <laughs> the, the bam and pow, um, and the the thing about, but to talk about Astro City, I'd like to mention that um, two things. One is 
the new series I, I thought got off to a great start. I'm glad and incur, you know I, I thought it was magnificent that it felt like a vertigo book without sacrificing anything that made Astro City Astro oh, City. Oh absolutely. And it was weird because I just really did feel the tonal shift. Like, right. yes, now this fits with well, Vertigo. By, well, by introducing sort of a Shade the Changing Man right. type of character, it's kind of like, like I think that was sort of his challenge. Like, well, if you're going to put Vertigo on me, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll throw yeah. in something Vertigo-y that I haven't really done, done before. before. Yeah, which is true. That's not an area he hasn't gone. So. And, um, you know, although the second issue is more of a straight, you know, is more, you yeah. know, Avengers, Justice League kind of. Um, but it's action. still interesting, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's great. Like, I just like sci- getting harder sci-fi. So. Yeah, it's the, and it's the people, and and the second issue is about the people who 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 work for the 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 yeah. the, the, the Justice League, basically, yeah. in the Avengers. Like somebody has to, you know, be there monitoring all the calls they get. Yeah, you know, they have a call center. Um, and and in terms of analogs, the 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 plug that I would throw in there, I don't know if you've read the series, but I hardly recommend it. Uh, my manager Darren. I suggested it to him just because we were talking about writers we liked, and Paul Jenkins' name came up, and I was like, "Have you read Deathmatch?" And he's like, "No." I, I said, "Haven't read Deathmatch I, yet." And I, and I said, "Is it, you know?" I said, "Well, I hear it's supposed to be good. I haven't I haven't had a chance to read it." And then he read it, devoured it, said, "You have to read it." I read it, and it is you know I think even talking to Philip Sablick at at at, at Boom, he even sort of acknowledged that um, it was kind of unfortunately titled because it kind of has that. It makes it sound like it's simply like a bad image book from the 90s of people, you know, people punching each other. But it is really a, again, if, if you like Watchmen or Astro City. But I, I think that that fits anytime you, you're going to have that sort of plot. Because like over, I can say a book that's very controversial with Marvel, um, Avengers Arena. Yeah, yeah. Um, which right out of the bat, Arcade says, I read Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, and I heard it's popular, so I want to play. And people were really <laughs> freaked out by this. And uh, Rick, I think, is gonna on the podcast and said he really doesn't like it. Yeah, or stop reading it. But the more you read it, it's like, well, it actually really is an interesting exploration of what right. it is to be this kid. Yeah, you're you're cursed with these powers so yeah. young. And now you're not even going to live to see adulthood, and and you know it's it's right. such a better book than it had any right to be. Yeah, I love yeah. when I find that. Okay, you know, and, and I would like to read that. Yeah, I mean, and and Paul Jenkins, who's got a great, you know, and I mean, he recently, you know, kind of made a big, uh, you know, stink about Marvel, how he feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 that his work was better when he first started out at Marvel or what have you, because you know he had less editorial interference and his Inhumans book with Jay Lee which is about to come out is brilliant he wrote some really great Spider-Man stories um, as Peter Parker Spider-Man and um, and the Century was you know again also you know brilliant in its its own own right and this has some of that because I mean the the characters in Deathmatch are all archetypes there's like a female version of Batman there's a guy who the lead character is kind of a Spider-Man type um, there's a Rorschach type of character, which is kind of interesting to throw that kind. I mean, and that, who's already an analog of of you know uh, of uh, the, uh, of uh, the question. question and all, Mr. A and all that to 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 put that in there, and and again similarly, and when they remember like their origins and stuff, they look like old you know it's like the century. Yeah. They look like old comic book panels, um, but it, it, it's and it's a mystery because the, the, he actually gives very. I mean, the, the there are battles in there, but the, the, it, it, it's like. It's not, I would have thought that's what it was about, characters punching each other. The battles are important, but the, but the real story is the mystery of what is going on here. Why have these characters okay. been kidnapped? What is so the nefarious purpose? Because, uh, that's the thing, and I feel like I'm just, because they're in the news all, all the time right now, is like, 
I feel like this be, I'm a big suck up right now to Boom Studios, but I will say, uh, just because I happen to be, I've done a lot of coverage in the last week yeah. of Boom stuff. You got two guns opening this week. Yeah, yeah, and, and what and I, three guns coming out in stores today. And, the comic, okay, and and I loved that graphic novel, Two Guns mm-hmm. at, at, at Con. And that was great. Um, but the thing I say about Boom is, I get surprised. Right, like I have never read a Boom book that I've been disappointed by, but I'm constantly. It sounds bad, but or weird. I'm constantly surprised because right. it doesn't. It's Oh, this concept doesn't sound good, that, that great. And then I read it and go, "Oh, that was really." Even their Die Hard tie-in, yeah. just like the. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. They, well, they just—it was like year one for yeah, John yeah, McClane, yeah, yeah. and he's just the beat cop, and it's yeah. like, well, that's kind of interesting. Oh, that's really well done. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's I—I I just haven't picked up Deathmatch. Yeah, but and, yeah, they've had some. I mean, polarity is really interesting, and I'm I mean, hearing great things about polarity. And yeah. and, and I love the idea of um, of of Clive Barker's New Testament. That's been very entertaining, which is yeah. basically you know, <laughs> I mean, because it's so blasphemous. You know, having grown up, you know, Catholic, the idea that like God is released from a prison and says, "That kid who says he was my son." Uh-uh. He was lying to you. It's like it's like okay, wow. And it's it's I mean it's a fantasy story. I mean it's you yeah, know, it's yeah. it's, it's not a, it's a, a religious track. It's a very, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's it's taking those characters as if they were again, it's the same thing we do with with Superman and Batman. Well, and they've also got a great, you know, kids line. And yeah. I told oh, Ross yeah, yeah. Ritchie is that right now they're publishing my son's favorite book, which yeah. is not Adventure Time. Hellraiser. Uh, yes, no, because I am the world's <laughs> crappiest parent. Hey, kid, get the, read this. And by the way, here's a Rubik's cube. <laughs> um, no, uh, Bravest Warriors. Yes, yeah. This is so kind of like the side project of the guy right. who does Adventure Time, and that is like you know, I mean, it's just because that's a that's a company to me that, that took some hits. I mean, because yeah. they had like the Disney contract was great, and then right, why Marvel is doing nothing with Disney product. I don't understand. I know, and it's scary to think what... I mean, I don't think the same thing will happen to Star Wars, but it is kind of, you know... Well, no, Dark Horse has been... Mike Richards has been saying, it's like, well, they haven't actually told us anything, so right. we're just going to keep operating as if we've still got it. And, which is good, because they're doing doggone good yeah. work. Yeah, You know, so I think on that, um, we're uh, we're running close to... Well, this is an, almost a two-hour... Oh, Jesus. Oh, which I, no, the car cast is always long <laughs> and interesting, and people listen to the end. It's always long. Not sure about the other. It is, it is. So, uh, of course, you can find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate us, uh, tell your friends. We should have a code word right now to to the people, as people say, I heard it, you have to say, but you have to say this word and then I'll know you got to the end. Oreo. They have to say Oreo. Okay, right in. That's how I'll I'll know that you really did get to the end. and say Oreo (laughs) so I can tell Carr at least seven of you listened to the end. Uh, You can find us on the Stitcher app. You can, of course, find us at www.fanboyplanet.com. Check out the prose articles as well, the pictures. And, of course, uh, you know, I say if you are nowhere near a comic book store, Certainly use the Amazon links because I allegedly get a small kickback that has not really been paying paying off. But but if you are in Los Angeles, go to Earth Two, and I, I've say I say that for a long time. If you are in Santa Clara, go to Elusive Comics. Go to Beach Ball Comics if you're in Anaheim. I don't know. I, I'm going to miss out on many of the retailers that I know that I, and the stores <laughs> I love because I'm one of those guys. I go to every store to see. Oh, this is this is nice. Yeah. I like what this is about. So in fact, next time I go down to Anaheim, I'm totally. Uh, and tonight I'm going to go down to the Comics Bug. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they're good guys in Manhattan Reason Beach. For dragons. They're they, gonna launch the Reason for Dragons there to have a party. Oh great! So Mike's a, a good friend, so I want to check out his store because I've never been there. They're good guys. Yeah, uh, I don't know him, so I say Mike is who I know. So okay. I say yeah. Uh, so and of course, uh, check out on PayPal. You know, if you feel that you enjoy this. Like Kevin Smith, I go, let me see if I can do my best. Kevin Smith, if you could do like cacaws in the background, because that's what he does on the Smodcast. Cacaws, there's, cacaws. The, there's the bird. There's the great bird of retail selling to you, baby. So <laughs> I will not I will not be the foul mouth, Kevin Smith. I can't do that because I like to keep this innocent. So, you know, I don't have anything to sell other than just you know, kick in a, a dollar or two on PayPal if you like what we're doing. Because, you know, I'm going to go over to Kevin uh, to uh, Car Shop this afternoon and probably drop a lot more than a dollar. So help me out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, of course, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, you want to write in and say Oreo, write to editor at fanboyplanet.com. And until next year, although, you know, I'll be doing this, of course, many more times. But I'm hoping that I'll be actually, I would like to do this more than once a year with you. Sure. Um, you know, because I have a good time. Nate's down here, and Nate is really, really upset that he's not here. We, then we'll have to do a special. Then we have to do, we have to do more than one car cast. A car cast. A, a car, <laughs> car cast. Very good. Uh, you know, um, so until the next time you hear us, we're, this is Derek McCaw reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.